and we are live. Welcome to the Iron Lords podcast, episode number 32. And it's another glorious Sunday, and we are back at the round table on the Lord's Day. I'm extremely excited about our special guest, so we're going to get right into it. I want to introduce a Lord who I consider Xbox royalty, and whom I've had the pleasure of meeting at the flesh in my very first E3 in 2015. At the time, this Lord held on to one of the greatest technological secrets in Xbox gaming history, while smoothly speaking to me prior to the Microsoft press conference. No station. Despite his professional stature in the community, this Lord is extremely down to earth, personable, and it is always a pleasure bumping into him at each and every Microsoft event to discuss what we all know and love, these great games. Introducing the principal program manager lead and the pride of the Xbox platform team. The Lord directly responsible for ushering in Xbox 360 backward compatibility to the Xbox One, as well as the US Marine slash protector of the Xbox realm. The Great Wall himself, my man, Lord Bill Stilwell. How are we doing, sir? Hey, guys. How are you doing? I don't know if I can live up to that intro. <laughs> that was outstanding. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You are Lord in your realm, and we have to show you the proper respect when you're at the round table. <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, guys, for having me. Awesome. Thanks for having Coming through. And, of course, we have the usual suspects at the round table. My co-host with the co-most, my brother from another mother, and the howl of the young wolf. My man, Lord Addict, how are we doing, sir? Pretty good. Just uh, actually kind of have like that vibe that I want to play more Destiny 2. But, <laughs> but uh, the you know, business is going on. Got to be on here. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you got to do the show. I know you can't, can't play your Destiny right now. <laughs> and of course, our most technical gaming lord, the solo gamer who lives for the single player selfish experience. You got to be always offline profile Illuminati now. <laughs> I was online yesterday. I was online. Oh, yeah, you were online. You were online yesterday. <laughs> My man. One Lord. day doesn't change the name. <laughs> My man. Lord Sovereign, how are we doing, sir? Uh, doing all right, man. I, I could be better. Uh, this whole situation in Puerto Rico is a little, a little oh, nuts. Oh, yeah, I'm so. sorry, bro. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't been able to, to contact family since Wednesday, so oh. it, it's tough, and, and even more so for my wife because, I mean, her entire family's over there. So, you know, mm. just hoping for the best and waiting to hear some word. I hear you, man. Yeah, thoughts and prayers to the fam, man. Yeah, that's got to be rough out there. I hear you. Thank you. Absolutely. And, of course, the excess gamer. Ooh. The Lord of Combat Sports, who is a man of his convictions and demands nothing less than the premium experience. Ooh. Beloved Lord King, how are we doing, sir? We're doing fantastic. My thoughts and prayers go out to everyone in Puerto Rico. You know, uh, my grandmother's side is from Puerto Rico, and we uh, heard from a couple of family members because uh, they went to an adjacent town and was able to uh, get word out that, you know, everybody's okay. Um... But switching gears, let's uh, get into what I do. Uh, boxing last night, Jose Linares versus Campbell <laughs> yeah. yesterday. It was a fantastic fight. You guys uh, can't see this, but I'm totally rolling my eyes right now. I know. Yeah, listen. <laughs> let's go. Hey, we got to get the combat hey, sports update. I, I, I say you can roll your eyes all you like, brother, but it was fantastic last night. And also you had the recap of uh, Canelo versus Triple G, so you can actually see a robbery in progress. Um, <laughs> I, I needed to say this, and I don't normally do this, 
But uh, shout out to Carmelo for getting out. Thank you, brother. Um, <laughs> Are we talking about the Nick the Nick acquisition of the Nick yes. move moving to OKC? Yes, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony has found his way to OKC. Uh, thank the heavens for getting him there, <laughs> because <laughs> a, a talent such as that should not be wasted in an organization that is a cesspool. All right, <laughs> oh my let God. us go. Oh my God. <laughs> no doubt, of course. That's Lord King giving us our sports update. <laughs> and of course, it is Lord Cognito here spreading that gaming realness on the ILP, not telling you what you want to hear or what you need to hear. So before we get into what the Lords are playing, I want to start off with uh, Lord Bill's his video game system history. I know we share that incredible 3DO experience, but I want to start from the beginning with him with that. I also want to talk about his, um, asking about his career journey at Microsoft of over 17 plus years. And of course, his undeniable passion for the sport of hockey and those NHL games. So let's get from the beginning as far as your video game history, your first couple of systems, that kind of stuff, Lord Bill. All right, let's start. So when you say go back to the beginning i'm old so we really get to go back to the beginning let's do it the very first so i've always had a video game system mm-hmm. i got into computers when i was a kid um, we had a commodore vic 20 we had a texas Instruments. Yes. i had a radio nice. shack trs 80 but the Whoa. very first game i actually played was a buddy of mine when i was when i was still in i think junior high Mm-hmm. Had a sleepover at his house. His dad was a scientist at uh, one of the nuclear labs outside of Chicago, and they had an actual modem, the old 300 baud suction cup with the wow. phone in, but you could pick it up modem. Mm-hmm. And they had, and he had mainframe access at his house with it from a terminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went over to Eric's house. We were playing, and he said, "I want to show you this cool game." Mm-hmm. So he puts the modem in, he dials into the mainframe, and he launches what effectively was Adventure or Zork, the wow. game. But mm-hmm. they, they get this. It didn't even have a monitor on it. It had a dot matrix printer. So you'd hit oh, dot matrix and, enter, and then you'd print out. So you'd roll it up and you'd read what happened next. And mm-hmm. then you'd get sword and then you'd hit enter and then you'd read what happened next. We we played through the entire game. I have no idea what this cost wow. the lab. Uh, but we played through the entire <laughs> game. Uh, and, I, and, I, and somewhere I still have this thick stack of dot matrix printer paper with the holes on the side with the holes on the wow. side oh, the whole right. thing just stacked i'll have to dig it out one of these days <laughs> wow that is classic That's i classic. think you officially win on <laughs> the oldest game played because <laughs> the oldest person you've had on the show <laughs> no not not the oldest person that we had on the show just the oldest game like we go back and you know mm-hmm. we we say stuff like a commodore or we say stuff like amiga uh mm-hmm. but bro you <sighs> went there you took yeah. it that's, that's <laughs> all in the mainframes nice yeah. so then, so then where, where did the progression go from then after that what was, um, what was the next? well you know just like any kid growing up in that era you know there was always the family gaming system uh, mm-hmm. Back when you had to slide the little thing on the back from TV to computer. What is yep. it? The, the RF, the RF adapter. The RF adapter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> get on channel three. Uh, yes. And then uh, I will. I will admit, and I always I feel shame over this. I was never a big Nintendo guy. Really? The one that hooked me the most was the Genesis. My man, Bill Stewart. Look, give it up for Lord Bill Stewart right now. I'm a Genesis kid, too, so it, you want my heart when you said that. <laughs> um, and I mean, look, I, I, Mario's great. Link's great. They're, they're great. they're great franchises, and they're a ton of fun. But we had, uh, by, the, by the time I got a little bit older, I went into the Marine Corps, we had a Genesis in our squad bay. And, Ooh. like, you'd come back, and, and 
NBA and NHL were never out of that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it didn't matter. You could come back off a of patrol and someone would be up and someone would get ready to go to bed and you just mm-hmm. sit down and take their seat. And everybody played, you know, their city. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, and I just played that console so much. And because yes. of the way, you know, and this is, I think, one of the great things about gaming is that it, it, you just bond with your with your friends over it and the trash talking and everything that went on. Oh, yeah. Um and we played that thing just, and you cart it around with you because it's relatively indestructible compared to some of them today. Uh-huh. Slap cartridges in, just keep playing wherever you went. And mm-hmm. uh, that 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 was my real system. Uh, I got out of the Marine Corps and uh, suddenly had money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, of course, what do I do? I go, what's the best game system you could buy? And that's when I bought the 3DO. Woo! Uh, Let's yeah. talk about that. Let's go. I still love that system, and I love the idea of it. I had the opportunity to meet Trip Hawkins uh, nice. right around the right after. Yeah, not much later. Little you know. King met him too. We'll talk yeah, about we, that. Yeah, we we finish. we met we met that snake oil system. <laughs> Stop it. Let Lord Bill continue. But no, I I love the idea that you know you just you build a reference architecture, and I mean if you think about how just computer systems work, somebody builds a set of components architecture someone builds an operating system and then everybody gets the party on it um and i know that that the the markets for gaming has shifted um and even within pc gaming you have the nvidia and the like you have you have different camps of Mm -hmm. capability but the idea of here's a reference architecture for a media system Mm-hmm. Um, everybody can build it. Everybody yes. can build games for it. Yes. Um, everybody can build other stuff for it. Like I do think he was one of the first to really publicly talk about. And look, I know it didn't get traction in 2013 either. But the idea of I have a single box that does everything for me—that is correct. Right. You're right. It was it was actually called 3DO. What is it? The interactive multiplayer or something to that effect. So they would they were really trying to take over living room in some yeah, respects. Interactive multiplayer. And the idea was it was uh, at the time CD based. Yes. Um, system. But it could do anything entertainment-wise, right? Because that was also when they started dabbling in the full-motion video games. Uh, what was the what was the sewer one? Oh yeah, was it the sewer? Damn. Sewer shark. Sewer, sewer shark. shark. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they had a couple of those that were just, and they were pretty bad actually. But like they had real video <laughs> in them, so that was a cool thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just, I mean, and then Sony came out with the PlayStation and just so undercut them price-wise and produced great content. Yeah. Um, at a, such a lower price point, it just it kind of doomed them. Yeah. So do, do, now, what games did you rock out for uh, on 3DO, if you remember? I, I, so obviously, Road Rash. Road Rash, the best Road Rash ever. Oh uh, yeah, and it's and I see all these <laughs> yeah, talking yeah, about bringing it back. That game mm-hmm. was spectacular. Even even the soundtrack to that game. Yeah. Mm. Like it just fit everything perfectly. You know, at the time they had Soundgarden doing the the, the theme yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah, it was just, yeah. I mean, it was awesome. Yes, it was. Uh, but it was Road Rash. It was Need for Speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like Jurassic Park uh, Interactive. I think was the other one. And yes, Madden. <laughs> I remember that. And, and then Madden, the because Madden was the first one where you saw like what looked like real players instead of just the pixel. Yeah, was it? Was it the first Lord Bill? Wasn't the first 3D Madden too at that time? Like, 
It might, it might have been. I, I know. I remember. I remember playing Madden and just my jaw hitting the floor. Like, oh my! Yeah, it was isometric. It was still isometric. I believe it was still isometric. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, that was the one, Lord King. That was the one where you used to play Lord High, and you had that over the middle play that was kind of like unstoppable. You you, you're right. It, 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 it was the first three D one, right? Yes. And that pass, that halfback pass, that toss up to my wide receiver, Baby Paul. I killed. <laughs> I killed. Lord. Basically, basically, Lord, this is before like we 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 found like exploits in certain play calls. Oh sure, there was always that one play that you could always you could just call over and over and over again. No yes. one could stop it. Yeah, he couldn't stop it. it. He couldn't stop ball. it. Yeah, that that night, Lord Howe went home very upset. <laughs> so yeah, we had that and um, what about uh, yeah. Dax? Gex. Wow. Oh yes, Gex. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Forgot about yes. Gex. Alone in the dark. Way of the Warrior. Way of the, no, Warrior. Way of the Warrior to this day. Cra now, wasn't, crash, the best... wasn't Crash and Burn the the, the pack into? Yes. Okay. Crash and Burn. Oh yeah, that was that was one of Naughty Dog's earlier titles too. Yep. Mm -hmm. Warrior. Yes. Uh, yep. And then there was another game that they had, uh, Space Hulk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what's funny is I think it was based on the Warhammer 40K series of games. I have never played a Warhammer game in my life. Don't let Lord Swat hear that. But but, <laughs> well, the, but that game hooked me for some reason, and I loved the, the – I still now appreciate the stories that go behind that that element of uh, Warhammer. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mid-90s. Yeah, so. absolutely. And uh, one other one I remember. Um, I don't know if you guys remember. It was a. Uh, it was I believe it's Crystal Dynamics's early entries. It was a game called Total Eclipse. It was like a three D, uh, spaceship kind of a game. It looked beautiful for its time. It was really good scaling. I don't know if you remember Lord King. It was kind of like a three D spaceship kind of yep. game. You went to all these different that, worlds. That was Wingman. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, and they had. Didn't they have Wing Commander as well? Yeah, oh, it was, that was awesome. Yeah. Yes, they I did. Was that on the 3DO oh. or was that? Uh, I, may have, I may have played it on the Amiga. I no, loved that game. It, it was on the 3DO yeah. when it came out. It was one of their last couple of games. And, and shout out to 3DO for being the first system that you had to get a, a finance on. Um, <laughs> 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 you had a monthly game plan for that. Uh, <laughs> shout out to that, man. They, they, they what was that you Lord Price, Lord King? You remember, was it 600 was it, was it? Seven, it, it was it was seven hundred dollars. It was six hundred nine. I remember going in the store and I picked it up and I did not like the fact that they came out with the cheaper five hundred dollar model. What was it? Goldberg model. Gold star. Gold star. Gold star. <laughs> yes. the, the, the tray, the pop up tray instead of the slide out tray. Yeah. No premium edition with that. I was I was oh. highly pissed off. All right. So after after that that three D overrun, Loveville. So then PlayStation we know comes out. We know PlayStation, you know, like you said, the lower price point, tremendous backing, you know. So did you jump on board then or what, what was your next as far as your progression? Yeah, so I, I picked up a PlayStation when it first came out. Um, mm -hmm. I had that for a while. And then that's about right around the time. And then I started Microsoft in 2000. So right before we released the initial Xbox. Mm -hmm. um, and I've had both of those consoles then through every one of their iterations. Mm. Um, mostly because... I, I, I had a PSP at one point. Like, I'll try all of them out to I see. Too. Um, I love the idea of the PSP, but, you know, having one thumbstick didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I know. That kind of doomed it. Yeah. And uh, so, and, and since then, I've always, I've, I've always had a PlayStation and an Xbox, and every time a new iteration comes out, um, I'll grab them. Nice. Nice. Cool. How do you feel about the Switch, Bill? So, <laughs> I have not been able to to get my own switch. I was going to get one. I was going to try. I tried to get one. 
-hmm. they're sold out here. Um, part of the problem of a being where Xbox is, and then Nintendo's like a block away. Yeah, nothing lasts in any of our stores. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I love the concept. You know, I think that uh, I mentioned that I had uh, I appreciated the concept when 3DO came out. I think at some point, and maybe I'm foolish because it's been mm -hmm. 20 years, uh, the industry has to move to a point where portability and sort of access to your content is just always there. Yeah. Um, yep. And, and I'm not, I'm not, and that's not PR speak for me tied back to the compatibility. <laughs> right? But I mean, like, realistically, gamers just want a game. And yeah. I don't, it doesn't matter if I'm on a bus or a plane or at home. I want to have, I want entertainment. Um, and, and that's where I think, uh, the switch has done some, some great work in sort of proving that there's a market. It doesn't have to be, I mean, look, the Xbox one X is amazing. Uh, gears in 4k with Atmos is unbelievable when I actually oh, saw yeah. it for the first time, but mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be that amazing for you to enjoy it. And I think switch yes. is proof that. Yes. Uh, and it's also helping to sort of define the industry struggles with the notion of the social engagement of gaming. Mm -hmm. And Switch is sort of showing a different dynamic. It's not about clips and sharing and broadcast. That all exists and it's all popular. But here's a different dynamic, which is just you can pick it up and play it anywhere you want. And then you can also just join people while you're on the road. Great point. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you, you nailed it with that. I think the portability, like you said, and just being able to just pick up on the go. And, and like you said, we all know it's not the most powerful system, you know, but they are proving, you know, the skeptics wrong as far as, that different they're showing that there is a market for it there's it's just that different base that is clamoring for, for games and not necessarily the most powerful thing so it's interesting to see yeah to see their development right now so that's pretty cool so Bill, um, uh you have victor in the chat telling you that you can get that switch right now on amazon um, <laughs> <laughs> no 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 so um, I, i'm actually at the point now where i'm gonna wait for holiday bundles Yep. Nice. And then not get those two. Do me a favor, Lord, Bill, to help <laughs> make sure you pick up that bundle in November. It'll help me win a bet on the Iron Lord podcast. Don't, don't wait until <laughs> January thirty first. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an inside bet. We call a segment. We call it Bend the Knee. So half of the lords are predicting who we think will win November MVD, and the other half. So it's Microsoft, Nintendo. So it's in other words, he's saying half the lords are going to be wrong, which is his <laughs> side, and the other half is going to be right, which is our side. Well, it's he's 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 getting an Xbox One X. So he's on our side already. So <laughs> no, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. So now that we've got that that career as far as the um video game history, let's let's start off at at Microsoft and and how did you get started? You know, in in your whole journey there, becoming yeah, a so, um, I sort of ended up here by accident, actually. Uh, just mm. as a before, <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's an interesting story because everybody's like, well, how did you get into the industry? And I'm, totally fell into it by mistake. Um, mm. When I was in college, I, I tried to go to, I tried to enlist in the Marine Corps out of high school. I was still too young. My dad said, no, you're going to college. So um, <laughs> while I was in college and I was now old enough, I uh, dropped out of school and enlisted in the Marine Corps again. Uh, mm -hmm. at that point. And all I wanted to do is drive tanks. And mm. all I've ever nice. wanted to do just drive tanks and then maybe be a police officer when I got when I retired from the Marine Corps. So mm -hmm. I showed up. Went to the recruiter, said, can I, can I get into tanks? He said, yep, no problem. So um, I took the initial test uh, for what I was qualified to. You have to hit min minimum levels in your, uh, what they call the Armed Forces Vocational Aptitude Battery. Correct. And uh, he came back. He said, hey, uh, you can still do tanks, but you did really, really well, and we'd like you to do military intelligence instead. Mm. Well, I want to do tanks. but And so he kept negotiating with me, and eventually he got me to commit to that, mm -hmm. um, which was actually, I loved that job. and. 
one of the things about it was I did signals intelligence and cryptography. So I spent a lot of time working on computers and I spent a lot of time working with technology. So when I got out of the Marine Corps, I had a security clearance. I had all this background. So I was able to do a lot of consulting mm. um, and, and made good money doing it. And I had a good time at it with always the belief that, OK, well, now I'm out. Um, I'll go to the police academy, become a police officer next year, right? And then every gotcha. year you go to apply and you go, well, but the money's really good. So maybe I'll do one more year. <laughs> um, and that oh, went on for a long time, uh, up until the point where we moved out to Seattle. Uh, I'm from Chicago, my wife and I did. And I got a call from recruiters said, hey, we got, we saw your background. We'd like to hire you for Microsoft. And I said, great. So I applied. And uh, in fact, I always tell people this. I, got, I applied for two jobs. The first job I interviewed for, they turned me down, and it was for Ooh. customer support, and they said I wasn't qualified. Um, what? So, <laughs> but then, like a week later, the other team called me back, and so I started working at Microsoft in their communications sector, which is a consulting practice that they had built to help uh, telecom with mm -hmm. some of our infrastructure systems. And so mm -hmm. the very first project I did for Microsoft was I was working with KPN, the Dutch telephone company in the Netherlands, uh, converting their mail system over to a hosted exchange. Uh, we now uh, have hosted exchange at the time we didn't. Uh, mm -hmm. So it was trying to convert an enterprise messaging system into a, into an ISP-based. Uh, oh, I'm loving this. This is all tech jargon. I'm loving this. Could continue. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so that was the first thing. And so then I got I did that. I was in that group for a while, mostly around mobile and telecom infrastructure. And then I left um, because, of course, since I had a security background, the first thing Microsoft did was put me on messaging products. Um, <laughs> I finally got back into security after those after that first year and a half, uh, and eventually started working with Windows on some of their security work around uh, Windows XP, SP2, and IE. And at the time, Microsoft was building out a security response team uh, right. to address a bunch of threats. You know, this is when the internet was starting to just kind of blow up, and yeah, so, they had to take care of vulnerabilities and those threats that were yeah, were and you had things like Code Red and Nimda that just took systems down. And so Absolutely. we started working with ISPs on how do you how do you cut these off at the at the core routers and things like that? So I did that for a few years. Then I went back to mobile, uh, did some entertainment infrastructure services in mobile for a number of years. And then wow. I left again, uh, went to Bing uh, mobile ads. So I apologize. So yeah, banner ads on your phone. That's my fault. Uh, so, I love that. I love that line. Uh, then we went, and then, so then I actually went back. And this time, by now, Windows Mobile had been converted to Windows Phone. I went back there. Uh, and worked on that system for a while. And, and through all of this, I'd, I'd done a number of Xbox projects. I was involved in the initial uh, infrastructure rollouts with Telecom for Xbox Live in 2000. And I, I still have my NFL Fever Xbox Live demo disc. Wow, um, NFL Fever. Wow, right. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, and then I uh, did some when I was the second time I was back in mobile, we did some infrastructure work because uh, Xbox Live video was becoming a thing. Um, and then I got an opportunity to go to the Xbox team. Um, and went to store. So for I went, I joined the Xbox team in 2012, working on the what was at the time just the Xbox store. It was a single store just for the for the console business. That is uh, correct. After the launch of the Xbox One, mm -hmm. that team got reorged into uh, the overall store. Um, so now we have a consolidated store for Microsoft. Mm -hmm. And then I moved over to the Xbox platform team and gotcha. did the launch for Xbox One in China. So we did a oh, wow. second rollout for China. Uh, first console ever released into that market. That is correct. Yeah. Wow. Uh, they've been illegal there for over a decade. Mm -hmm. uh, but through the free trade agreements that they've got, or free trade zones they've set up in Shanghai and somewhere else, we're now able to work with the government and ship an Xbox there. Mm -hmm. 
Not to cut you, Lord Lord Alex in the chat says, Bill, get them to put a cart in the in the store. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) don't get me started. We (laughs) this is not a long enough show. Uh, (laughs) And uh, after that, I came back over uh, after we relaunched it in um, after we launched the console in China. My boss, Kevin Gamble, um, who some you saw maybe saw in the Digital Foundry article, yes, uh, runs all a platform said, hey, I want someone to run the 360 platform and go work with this other team. Mm. Uh, that's uh, what I said. I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll run the 360 platform. I'm fine with that. And mm-hmm. so I picked that up. Well, it turned out that that was also the team that was doing the, the 360 back compat program. Uh, Thank God. I started, I picked, mm-hmm. I married up with uh, Kevin LaChapelle, who's the my engineering manager on this, on this team. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest is sort of history. That is a beautiful last name. Yeah. <laughs> LaChapelle. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> nice. So we get to that 360. Wow. Yeah, he's. I, I, look, I, I, I've been. I've been here a long time. There have been like two or three times where everything just coalesces right, and you end up on a team of. It's what I love about this company. There, are, you, you start to realize just how brilliant some of the people are that you get to work with. Yeah. This is, and I say this even though they're not, none of them are near me, so I can say it and still be sincere. Like, I love these guys. They're so smart, awesome. and they're so awesome. committed. And what I love about them the most is um, they're gamers first. Mm-hmm. A lot of our engineers, have they're in the credits of other games. They've been involved in the industry for a long time. Mm-hmm. And there's just sort of this commitment to, even to themselves, that this is just what people want. And so we're going to figure out a way to do it. Facts. And, uh, just some brilliant, brilliant guys, and I love working with them. Facts. Now I want to I want to backtrack you for a second when we, we talked about the you know getting over to 360, becoming on the platform team. Now that transition to Xbox One, because when me and you talked, I'll never forget it. It was you know Xbox, it was E3 2015, and you know Phil comes out, the guys come out, you come out, and, you know and just mingling mingling up with the fans, but which you guys don't get enough credit for. I mean, you guys really are gamers first. You always talk to the community. You always personal. We really respect and appreciate you guys. But it was funny because I like I remember it was yesterday we were talking about it and shout out to my man uh, Lord Ruler. We, we we're trying to make our little predictions before the show. Like, what do you think Xbox One's gonna show and yada yada yada? And then you just had a smirk on your face the whole time. I just remember it like it was yesterday. And then after the show, we talked and like you guys dropped that bombshell of Xbox 360 compatibility. And I'm just like. Bill, how did you do it? Remember, I was just like, because yep, yeah. in my understanding, prior to that, like Lord King, Lord Sovereign, and I, like we come from that era where, in order to have backward compatibility, you know, a piece of the core architecture from the old platform had to be included in the new platform, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're sitting there, and we're like, well, they don't have any 360 components. It's completely different architecture. Like, how do you do it? And you just smile. You're like, emulation, baby. And I'm like, wow. So just bring me back to that whole announcement, that whole process, and getting that thing going back with compatibility. You know, um, that's got to be one of the highlights for me. Just Facts. Here. Because it's always tough when you build stuff because you're never quite sure how it's going to be received. And I, I mentioned I was in Windows Mobile, Windows Phone for a lot of my career here. Um, you know, it's hard to see something that you just invest in and people just kind of like, eh, or worse, they're, they're antagonistic towards. Um, I don't mean that in a poor me way. Like, it's just part of the job. But yeah. um, it was the, the, here's the best part of that, was that it wasn't just the way it was received. A, it didn't leak. Um, the best part about it was I think it leaked like three times, but everybody kept saying, no, it's not possible. So yeah, I'm not going to lie. When, when, 
I watched that on uh, Xbox Live, uh, and we were sitting there. When it came up, like that's the that is by far the least thing I ever expected. Like usually, I can I'm pretty good. Besides last E3, I, everything announced there just completely went over my head. I was like, I did not expect half of this, but like particularly that that uh that announcement for that for backwards compatibility, it was like, yep, they uh yeah. They they completely got me this year. I'm done. Yeah, that, was, that was that was the great part. But the better part was that night when we were at the the, the at the mall where you guys were yeah. all on to get tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, Major Nelson Larry would just introduce me as the 360 program manager or something along those lines. Everybody's like, oh, you know, my favorite game on the 360 was this, or my favorite game on the 360 was this, mm-hmm. and it was so rewarding to know like we were going to show Mass Effect. Mm. Um, at the time, we knew Red Dead was on the horizon, and we just had to work through uh, some of the other sides of it. It was going to come out. Like it was great to hear people talk about how much they loved these series and miss them, yes. knowing that they were coming. And I think that's really where, um, uh, I think that's where you started to appreciate as a as someone who builds things the impact it has on people. Yes, um, I have become super convicted that one of the challenges this industry has that we need to work through is that games are very uh, transitory in in terms of their popularity because people think of them in this is the next release and then this is the next release and then this is the next release and now it's a remaster and now it's it's an add-on prelude pack or whatever. Mm But they're no different, and and I've said this to other people before, there's no no different between them as an art form, as books or movies or music. And the reality is there's new music that comes out that I love, and I still go back and I listen to classic music. There are movies that are Star Wars, right? Like, who would ever say, well, don't watch the original Star Wars because now Rogue One's out. Like, they're all good movies. And people forget that games, yeah, the graphics have changed, Mm -hmm. but if they're good games, they're still good games. Exactly. Uh, I played through the Mass Effect series again after we did all three of them. Nice. I forgot how much I loved that series. Yes. Right? Like Andromeda comes out, and and I hadn't played it in forever. And so I'm like, let me go back and play the other ones before I start. And just had a blast. The other part to this is that there's an entire generation of game gamers that have never played these games before. Yes. Red Dead's an example of that, right? Like, I love that game, but it's older. And so my son... He's never even heard of that game before, <laughs> right? Because he's younger, right? So he's never yeah. he doesn't know it exists unless I expose him to it. Mass Effect's the same way, uh, or the Bioshocks. They're good stories, they're good narratives, and they're a lot of fun. Um, just like, and this isn't a backward compatibility thing, but for when when MCC came out, Master Chief Collection came out. Oh yeah. First thing I did was I sat down with my son and we played multiplayer or, uh, co-op all the way through the campaign split screen. Um, nice. Like he loved that. That, that was, and it, not just because it was the game. It was me and my son together. Like, just those things never change, and people forget that that history is a rich history that we need to keep going. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you made some great points there, like you said, because there's such is there's a generation that just never even experienced these great games that we're talking about. So to to be able to bring that back, and I know there was some controversy recently in reference to you know how many people are playing it, and I'm glad you guys and shout out to uh, you and, and Mike Ibarra, you guys got in front of it, and numbers showed otherwise that people are playing these games. And you know, yeah. I, I believe when uh what is it, Black Ops Two was announced. Yeah. Oh man, Black that Ops was Two it. did. Oh. Some, I think Black Ops Two is the only game I've ever seen to be out for a last year. In, in in chart, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Like, when I went to when I go to GameStop and I pick up like you know, uh, I pick up multiple copies of you know on different uh, on different platforms. I'm like, 
man. Like, <laughs> it's like, why is one ten dollars more than the other? This ain't right. <laughs> it, it, it's got another question I have for you in reference to the to the program was that I know oh, Bill, it's got to be tough on your, your Twitter mentions with you know people are like, hey, what's up with Title X? Why is it you know such and such coming? And you know, I know in the past you you've actually commented on like you know a lot of this actually comes down to the publisher and the timing of when they want to announce something and you know they may have a schedule so could you make it clear to people that sometimes it's really not always on microsoft as to why said title hasn't been released on backward compatibility yeah you know it's um look the technology we, we i think i'd state it this way we've proven that we can make the tech work uh, yes still over 400 games it clearly works there have been a number of reviews on performance we weren't as great in the beginning but we've since fixed that mm -hmm. um you know, this is a, a partnership industry where artists and content creators have a, have a belief and a story for how to manage their own brands. And mm -hmm. all we want to do is be an enabler for them. Yes. Um, you know, you're, you're, I, I get it all the time. What about this game? What about this game? What about this game? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it gets to be a little, little much. Black Ops 2 noise got high. But at the same time, um, I will state this. I have never blocked anybody. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I, I get some nasty ones, um, oh my gosh. but but I don't ever block anybody because here's the thing. Mm -hmm. We have to keep reminding ourselves that for one person, this one game that no one else cares about mm -hmm. was something special to them. True, true. And we won't, we won't, we won't get all of the games. Like, right. I, I don't think maybe we'll get lucky and something will change. But that's just the nature of the industry. People different, different rights, people, the rights expired. Mm -hmm. It's so, who knows? But um, you don't ever want to dissuade someone from having the love that they have for something. Right. And it's great to see somebody tweeted me, I think yesterday about mm -hmm. like, Hey, for Halloween, I want these four games. And, like, <laughs> and then they put, a, they put deadly premonition in. Um, and I'm not, Oh, as a Microsoft yeah, rep, that's a good game. That game was, here's the thing. That game was a blast. It was awful, but it was also a blast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, I gotta, um, I gotta, it's, just, it's nice to reminisce, even if we don't ever bring it to the program professionally, yeah. like personally, I just enjoy reminding myself, oh, I forgot about that game. or I forgot about this game. Absolutely. Um, Shout out to Lord Anchorman in the chat. He said, let, let Bill know without backward compatibility, he wouldn't be able to play Mass Effect series for the first time this year. So awesome. You guys made yeah, a lot so of people you happy. Go back and and because some of these games, like with now that you, now that they're done, you're like, oh my gosh, it'd be so cool to see it for the first time. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I, I gotta say, man. Um, and I know Microsoft is very appreciative to you because without you guys and your hard work, we wouldn't have Game Pass. Because mm. Game Pass is comprised of at least seventy-five percent of three hundred and sixty games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that that's a we work with those guys all the time. Uh, nice. It's a good it's a good business group. Um, you know, it's 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 weird being in the industry and also being a fan. And I appreciate the, the, the sentiment because people don't realize, like, we are, we may not get it right, but it's never, it's funny because pe people ascribe malicious intent to so many things, uh, which I just don't understand. Uh, I'm sarcastic by nature, so there's times where I've, I've maybe made comments that I shouldn't have. Uh, because when written down, they don't sound sarcastic, they just sound like I'm a jerk. But, uh, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Oh, two questions actually. Looks like the chat. Yeah, chat's heating up on you with the backward compatibility. Yeah, they, they, um, you in it. 
<laughs> yeah, you're ready. Right, so pretty much, they, uh, shout out to Lord Alex. He's saying that, uh, could you comment on the slow release of the backward compatibility games? Are there just not enough games left to put out on backward compatibility? Or are you guys focusing more on the OG Xbox backward compatibility since Phil announced it, uh, I guess, was it last E3? Um, I think I'm going to answer this question. So we all work on other things. Um, mm -hmm. And I would also say that if you actually go back and look at our release schedules for the last couple of years, things have been flow. Um, there's never been a consistent run rate. Um, we'll have big surges and then we'll have things go quiet. And it just depends. It, it, it's, it's, it is a seasonal business. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a lot going on right now. So gotcha. uh, program's still going strong. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm still gainfully employed. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe that it's going to be ending anytime soon. Nice. Well, I want to give you a shout out for bringing back one of my favorite titles of all time, which was the classic arcade Shinobi. I actually, the Lord's know, I actually bought the arcade yes, upright in my house. That was one of my dream games I always wanted as a kid. And uh, when you guys brought that back, I was so happy when I retweeted it like your thing a thousand times <laughs> that the original arcade Shinobi was out on that. And I guess my only personal request is there was a there was a silly little Voltron Xbox arcade live game that I miss. <laughs> I doubt the rights are still there, but if there's any way you can make that happen or speak to anybody, just, just let me know. <laughs> if I could say anything, if I could find a track forward on any game, I always try, I always try to get it in. Love it, love it. You know, you miss the, we, we, everybody talks about games, but they always forget. Like a large part of my childhood was playing it at the arcade. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. get on your bike, take your quarters, ride to the, the arcade, mm -hmm. put quarters up on the machine, wait for your turn. Yep. And like that, that was an entire generation of gamers that those things don't even exist anymore. Right now, you get them all it's in sad. one box for thirty bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. sad. It was a whole culture behind it too. Like, it's, like it's, it's, it's not about just playing it in your house. It was the whole atmosphere of waiting yes. your turn at a machine. You put mm -hmm. your quarter up there at the top. It, these kids will never know. Like mm -hmm. the, it, it was when we went to third. That's directed Street. towards me, isn't it? Yes, sir. <laughs> you're, the young one. You're, the, you're the young one. You young bucks won't ever understand. Um, <laughs> when we went to Forty Second Street, that was great adventures for us. You know, yeah, we man. got ten dollars. We got our quarters. We went to the guy in the booth, and he was like the overlord, looking at everyone, and he's like the, the king of the quarters. And you know, we get those quarters and. Oh man, like sitting inside a machine. I remember when Daytona was released mm. and I got my dollar and I put it inside and I sat inside and the chair was moving and rumble and the mm -hmm. I, I lost my mind. Um, yeah, so they won't get these feelings. They won't. Well, and also just like the, 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 the sense of community you got and also the trash talking. Cause I'm sorry, if you were yes. a street fighter, you put your quarter up Ooh. and the guy who was there before you would yeah. smack you down and then you get to the end of the line. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So many good points from a competitive standpoint. And then the also thing, well, Bill was people forget like the arcade at that time, that was like the, the debut of new tech. You, you got to see, how things advanced by when a new arcade cabinet, a new machine came out, you know, and I remember thinking, you know, like the Mortal Kombat and things like that, that blew your mind at the time and just how graphics just kept on going the virtual fighters and so on and so forth. And you just seen, you know, the Tekkens, you just seen the advancements whenever a new release would come out and that would kind of be, you know, the, 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 the set piece. And then the console was actually behind, you know, at, yeah, at one yeah. that was, Remember, uh, Albert Pinello just tweeted out about one of his favorite games was that Star Wars Vector one, where it was yes. all the, 
Oh, and, and I actually, I actually had a Vectrex. Me too. Woo! Vectrex. Put the oh, overlay on top so you could have color. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. I love this. No, wait, you, real, real, that was real, real, like you said. You sat down and like all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, this looks so real because they had lines instead of graphics, which were really blocky at the time, so it was clean. Yes. Yes. Real quick, little Bill, did, did you miss out on Coleco, or Coleco was not in your radar? Uh, sure I had so um, I, I had lots. So I had an Atari. 20, mm -hmm. I had a lot of Ataris. My mm -hmm. my my friends had the Intellivision, and then my cousin got ColecoVision and mm -hmm. Donkey Kong, and I was so jealous. I begged mm -hmm. for that for Christmas and never got. It. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, and one last question in reference to the uh, the Genesis era, because I know you're a big sports guy. You have we have to admit, like. That era had some of the best sports games, man. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, to be honest, and I'm going to go into your NHL history soon. That's oh what got God. me in hockey is actually those EA hockey games. Those, you know, Lakers versus Celtics, the sports games and the the uh, the EA. They were so good, man. Like, and I, I believe what was the one that had like blood or debuted? I forgot what NHL '94. '94, baby. There we go. Debuted, but that that's, was the game. You guys realize I, I was two and a half years old at this time. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, man. NHL 34. And then uh, it just progressed. And it, what a series, man. What a series. Well, that was, was around the time, too, where Madden, like, when it was still John Madden football, and they had the yes. one where you break your leg and the ambulance would drive out. <laughs> yeah, he rolled over the Yes. <laughs> oh, man. We could talk classic gaming for, for, for months. Oh, my God. It is a Yeah, stuff. but let's not. But <laughs> we will move on because we have a young buck as part of the, the round table. <laughs> but uh, I also want to go into your your undeniable passion for hockey. We know you always rep the sport. You know, we know you know you play the games and and tell tell us about that and and that whole process. Yeah, so um, I grew up in Chicago, and mm -hmm. uh, hockey was always. Uh, I got two. I got two brothers. We're all Bears fans, which is rough, right? Um, <laughs> My one brother was really into the White Sox. My other brother was really into basketball and the Bulls. And I was just, I was a Blackhawks guy. Um, and then I, I played as a little kid, not much, but I played growing up. I played all the way through uh, teenagers, just like club hockey, nothing significant. And then, but I've always been a fan of the sport. So when my son expressed an interest in playing the game, just sort of out of the blue, I mean, maybe because we're watching it all the time, um, when he was about six. Uh, we took him to, or he was five, we took him to uh, Hockey One, and he started playing. And my first season when he was a mite, I was, I was asked to be assistant coach. And I said to the other, I said to the head coach, I said, you know, I haven't played it forever. Um, and I love this game, and I love watching it and being a part of it. And he said, but I just, I forgot how to play it. And he's like, just go to this one training camp they have in the area. Um, so I went there and like after the first game, I'm like, I forgot how much I love this. And I had an old set of goalie gear. So I brought it out. I mean, it's old gears, but I brought it out to the second practice. And they're like, Oh, you play goalie. He said, yeah, a long time ago. And he I came out with a leather helmet. Yeah, he's like, you know, Great. We need goalies. And uh, so I started, I spent the rest of the camp playing as a goalie and then got drafted by this adult league team. What? Um, wow. and, and so I started playing it again. At night. Um, wow. And uh, just kept playing. And now, so then I started playing on like two teams and then three teams. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the following year, they said, uh, or two years later, my son went back to, he moved up from mites to squirts. Mm -hmm. They said, uh, hey, uh, you shouldn't be a coach again? I said, yeah, sure. Just, you know, assistant coach, you're, you're opening the door, you're running drills, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Next thing I know, my name was on one of the teams. <laughs> and uh, wow. be the head coach. Um, and I will say that 
what's reinforced. I, mean, I love the NHL game. I love the international game. <laughs> but watching kids play it mm. sort of flips the perspective a little bit. And you start to see the game just from the pure passion of it. Yes. And, and I'm now I'm going to coach. I'm, I'm going to coach again for my son's team this year. I actually coached two teams because he's on a development team as well. Mm-hmm. And I coach both of those. Um, and it's just, it's an honor to be out there and a joy to be out there and see kids compete just because they love it. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing I love, and this is new because when we grew up, it was different or I grew up, it was different. Mm-hmm. Like I watch these kids, they don't watch the NHL the same way I do, or I'll sit down, I'll watch it and start to finish. They'll watch mm-hmm. clips on YouTube. They'll watch highlights. Mm-hmm. They'll watch, um, and it's, it's all via YouTube. And what's mm-hmm. amazing is. You know, I had a kid last year whose favorite player was Ovechkin, and he loves the Capitals. Mm, and he Capitals. Would sit and watch Ovi do things, and then he'd go on the ice and just try to do them with no appreciation of the fact that he couldn't. And it turns out he could. Um, yeah. Not quite to the level, but uh, – and that's really where that kind of regrounded me in how much I just love this game. Mm. And, uh, so, yeah, so awesome. now I coach a couple teams. I play mm-hmm. – um, I'll only play one game or one, with one team. Uh, mm-hmm. During the kids' season, just because of time, and then yeah. I uh, uh, pick up drop-ins uh, like Friday gotcha. and stuff like that when time permits. But yeah, I, I'm on the ice this time of year. I'm on the ice five, six days a week. Oh wow! So that's the that's the legend of the Great Wall. That's how the Great Wall started. Listen, yeah. let me tell you something. That's telling you all you guys out there don't give up on your dreams. He had his dusty equipment inside the corner. <laughs> said, I'm going to take this leather helmet. I'm going to go out here. I'm going to see whatever happens. That's like, I love for the game. And look where he's at. So trust me when I'm telling you, is that's fantastic. That's beautiful. So, so being a guardian's completely in, in, in the realm, right? Yes. You never know. You never know. Like never two know. years from now, you, they might be shipping you into space. You going first anyway. I'll, I'll be way too old to go into space. See you later. Oh man, back to the you're, you're never too old. I got to tell you a story. Go Sorry, but when you go talk about it. going to space, when they talked about doing the Mars mission, I applied immediately, and I got the application. Hold on, for my whole family. And my wife thought I was joking, and then I got like a mail back for asking for more data, and I'll never forget because. Um, she's like, are what? you out of your mind? We're not taking the family to Mars. I'm like, you have to pick us. But then my daughter threw a temper tantrum. Oh, my friends are here. I don't want to leave. I don't want to go to Mars. I would to have been present for that conversation. <laughs> I'm trying to tell her, like, we, we, we can name the places after us. <laughs> hey, Bill, how does it feel to have one of probably the only arguments that's been in history about sending your, kid, your, your whole family to Mars? That yeah, awesome. right? That's, that's an awesome story. Like they're leaving tomorrow. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Real quick, yeah, just just, just I, was, I was very curious about, like I said, your NHL history and stuff like that. Because um, for me, it's funny because you know I was never, you know, where we're from. You know, NHL is really not prominent as far as promoting the community and anything stuff like that. But I remember like playing like the NHL games with Lord High and stuff like that. Can't learn about the sport. And then my first, I'll be honest, like you said, like when you watch people play. And you see the passion. To me, going to a game is better than watching a game. That's just my opinion. I agree. And um, I never forget. It was like, was it 93, 94? And um, I was, it was like Rangers, Penguins. And I didn't know any of the players. I didn't know anything. All I knew was, who was that number 66? Because this guy scored every goal possible. <laughs> and I was like, that's my man. And it comes to find out it was Mario Lemieux. Yeah. And he had like a five-goal game, every possible goal scored. And I'm like, I'm a Penguins fan. That's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> so every subsequent NHL game, 
I would just buy it just so I can play with Lemieux and what they had Yager back there. You got to school me a little bit, like Ray Bork or something like that. Ray Bork, yeah. That, yeah. Was like, I, that was my team, you know, Mark Recky. Uh, that's when we was going at it, and I was Wayne Gretzky. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. So it's like it's funny that 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 marriage for people who weren't who didn't grow up in the in the hockey culture that marriage between gaming. In that it really helped a lot of people kind of get into it because those games are also so good, you know that kind of thing. So I always felt that was that was interesting as far as it's growing. It's definitely up. a sport. So I'll say two things about it. Um, sure. The hard part about hockey over mm-hmm. any other sport is everybody knows how to run, everybody knows how to jump, everybody knows yes. how to do that, and then and then they have to learn a sport around it. Hockey, mm-hmm. you actually have to learn how to skate first, and that's always yes. intimidating to people. Um, mm-hmm. I will say this: I've had some coworkers who have never skated, never played hockey, and I'll put them through a, there's a, there's a couple of adult camps out here that are like learn to play camps. Mm-hmm. Um, and within one year, they're usually playing on a team. And some of them end up wow. being pretty good at it because it, just, wow. it is it is a commitment and it's, but it, it is learning to run all over again in a new way. It's, wow. It is, I remember uh, I used to do a little bit of it. I mean, I didn't go through some like camp or anything. I think I'd die if I went through something like that. But. <laughs> Uh, like I have a hard time roller skating, much less being on ice like that. That's that's and like I have a hard time walking, much less like a hard time like skating. Mm-hmm. But but I think that's part of it is is there's a there's a an intimidation factor to start the sport, especially as they get older, because a lot of these kids like my son have started when they're four or five or six, um, and so it's hard to jump in. But then. Once you do it, or as you said, once you go see it live, my, my oh. best friend, he's from L.A., mm-hmm. um, he's, he's, uh, he's, he lives out here now, but um, never played the sport, can't get him to go out on the ice, mm-hmm. but we went up to Vancouver to see the, the Blackhawks play the Canucks, and we got mm. on the glass. Mm. He was he was stunned, like his jaw hit the floor at how it's fast amazing. and how big these guys are yeah. and how athletic they actually are. Yeah. Um, and it's it, it, and I, you know what? I actually think – Football, I think, is a sport that was made for TV. Yes. Basketball is another one. When you see it live, it fundamentally changes the perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, because you don't realize, especially if you're close to the court, you don't realize how big these guys are. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you look at the, like I remember watching the Bulls and I'm like Steve Kerr, he's a little guy on the team, and then you actually see, mm-hmm. see him? Steve Kerr in person, you're like, oh, he's gigantic. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Yeah, you're right. It's all. It's um, all. I think those two uh, games are definitely ones that are better in person. I think basketball I has that same thing. You know, I might glance at basketball every now and then. They all look around my height, but if you ever meet any of these people in person, they they towering over me. Tower. No, yeah, right. I'm six. I'm six three. So you know, everybody's like, "Oh, you're so tall." You're so no, no, no. I'm a point guard, mama. You're a point guard. Yeah, you're a point guard. <laughs> How crazy is that? And we, everyone looks at you like, "Lord King, you're so huge." Like again, it, it's all perspective. Like you said, you know, you go yeah. you go to the point, and you see these things, and you see how big these guys are. I met Allen Iverson in person, and me and him was eye to eye. Wow. That gives you a lot of perspective on how yep. big that guy really well, is. There's that picture of I think it's uh, Shaq and Barkley standing with the Rock. Yes, yes. They realize, oh, they're he- Shaq Huge. in particular. Like, oh, just yeah. beast, beast. Cool. So we got the journey. That's real cool. And the hockey love we got that in. So we're gonna get the show rolling. We got uh, we're gonna get into what the Lords are playing. So um, let's start off. Actually, start off with Lord Bill. What what have you recently been playing? Like as far as game wise, what, what's in the uh, what's in the systems right now? So um, number of them I'm not gonna tell you about. Um, <laughs> I play. I, I still play Overwatch pretty regularly. Uh, nice. I play it just about every week. Um, I just finished. What about Edith Finch? Mm. Wow. Which is a really short 
sort of walking sim game, it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. That story it is, is it is. It is. Nothing to say, Lord Sovereign? Lord Sovereign? It's fan- fantastic walking simulator. <laughs> I don't use that as a negative term. It's a fantastic game. No, no, the reason why I said that, Bill, because um, Lord Sovereign is a proponent for this game, and I thought he would be raving to hear that you are playing it. <laughs> no if you haven't played it, it's it's an amazing story. It is. Yeah, it really. Is. It's weird. It's very weird, and like each set piece is just very cool. And again, like it, it's just one of those things. It takes what you know, whatever whatever people deem the walking simulator to be, it kind of changes up the formula a little bit. Um. I, even more so than something like a Tacoma or even Gone Home. Yep. But I, still, I would say go play Gone Home also. <laughs> go play those games. Well, Absolutely. you know, you have to, like, there's a simple mechanic to the game. It's not tough to play at all. And yet the no. tension it builds mm-hmm. just through that. It, it, I was I was sort of stunned to step back for a second and realize I was on edge playing yep. the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only game I've ever had that kind of on edge, like terrifying chill down my back was Friday the 13th when Jason's like right going by me. Oh. <laughs> That's a funny game. So cool. So you got Edith Fint in there and uh, anything anything else? Or that was just pretty much taking up most of your time? That's pretty much taking up that the Overwatch is still uh, and also Vostok Inc. Oh, what'd you say? Hold on, hold on, Bill. Go back oh, there for a Lord, second. Go back over, Bill. What did you say you were playing? <laughs> Overwatch. Oh, oh my god. What He's about that Lord Cognito? Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, he knows Lord Attic knows yeah. that uh I've not game been of the year fan <laughs> of Overwatch. Not that the game's not good. Not that the game. The game is fantastic. The problem I had, I just had an issue with it winning game of the year because I just felt it was, you know, multiplayer only component. But that's for another day. We'll discuss that another time. <laughs> this is not about me and my feelings about Overwatch. But I know why people love it. Great characters, great balance, great cooperative play. I get it. Can I make one statement on that though? Continue. So I, I I get the whole no multi uh, multiplayer only because that mm-hmm. same thing with Titanfall, right? Like I loved Titanfall, but I missed the single player. And then Titanfall two came out and showed that they could do a great single player. Correct. Right. Here's what Blizzard did though that I think people overlook. Mm-hmm. Go watch their shorts that they did. The uh, the mm-hmm. animation they did. Just mm-hmm. go watch the seven or eight of those that they produced, and then go play the game. Mm-hmm. And it's a weird dynamic, but those are so expertly produced and so yes. deep that it gives you an entire single-player story without you ever picking up the controller. I, I, I'm with you, Lord Bill. I just wish a lot of that stuff was incorporated into yeah, the game. Yeah, I hear you. In so, you know, it's almost like the argument for the people who hate Destiny Vanilla because it was yeah. like, yeah, you have this great story, but it's in the Grimoire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Exactly. That, that's my only thing, because the characters are great. I mean, the, the, the animation, everything about the game is great. I'm really not trying to hate on it. You know what I mean? It's really a good game. That's the only oh, wait, thing I want. You know, the, I just want to learn more about the characters. I'm passionate people, about people got all to me for saying this statement. Mm-hmm. But I get that, you know, people don't want multiplayer-only games winning Game of the Year. But at the end of the day, I feel like Game of the Year is more about what game is what game is best of the entire year because that's why you have best shooter of the year best story best best narrator i feel like it's more about what that game does in the industry that year more than it definitely changes the game there's no doubt about it i cannot take that away from what overwatch was out for a year and had its own con absolutely absolutely so that's gonna be some Interesting conversations around PUBG at the end of the year, also. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're gonna get into PUBG too. All right, so uh, Lord Attic, what have you been playing this week? Uh, 
Destiny 2. A little bit of Destiny 2. And, you know, I tried a little bit, just a dabble of Destiny 2. Destiny 2. <laughs> you got to get me through that raid, no doubt. No, I did play something else. No, I played, it's been Destiny 2. It's been Destiny <laughs> All right, cool. Lois, what have you been playing this week? Yeah, actually, I've been cracked out on Destiny 2. <laughs> I'm shocked. Uh, no, I mean, you know me. Like, I, I, was, I finished the story finally. It was all right. Um, mm -hmm. I did um, the Crucible challenges. So I played a lot of Crucible yesterday, actually. Wow. And, I, and, I, and I did a Nightfall yesterday. So what? Guess, like the thing about you using guided games. <laughs> Who do you do this no, Nightfall? I, Lord, shout out to Lord Sinister and Lord Kaibatsu. They got me through a, a Nightfall. Your first Nightfall. Which is kind of insane. Um, I'll wow. wait till you do the prestige. You'll pull your hair out. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, and when we finished it, when we finished it, then Lord Sinister's like, yeah, this isn't even the hard one. I'm like, great, thanks. <laughs> 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 to finish my entire accomplishment. And I'm sitting there like, you know, as a lot of you know, I, I was an addict to the first one. But mm -hmm. for some reason, like, you know, I didn't think I would hit Destiny 2 like I hit Destiny 1. But I feel like it's worse. Like, yeah, it is. It like is. my sleeping schedule is so messed up. And you can ask Lord Cognito. I try to go to sleep at a reasonable time last night before work. I try <laughs> to be a responsible adult. But I sat down. I was like, I wonder if they're done with the raid. And I'm sitting here, I can't <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah, De Destiny is a full-time job in itself. Let's just say that. Yeah. No that's cool. So that's how you got that done. Mm -hmm. Steam World Dig 2 also on the Switch. Just came out on the Switch this past week. Uh, fantastic uh, Metroidvania, that kind of 2D mm -hmm. platform, action-adventure type stuff. Um, excellent game. Excellent game. So, yeah, Switch, cool. pick it up. Lord King, uh, has it just been Destiny for you as well? What have you been playing? No, 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 no. No, not at all. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I must say I've been dabbling in on my PC Steam stuff, um, checking out PUBG. <laughs> um oh. Mm -hmm. Also, um, playing my 3DS and getting that Metroid, and thank you, Nintendo. Mm. It is fantastic. And Destiny. Everything else has been spare time Destiny. Helping out uh, monkeys, uh, Hot Monkeys Loving, mm -hmm. uh, running through with uh, Attic, um, getting the raid completed. And shout out to Requendo that's in the chat. What's going mm -hmm. on, brother? Um, mm -hmm. Man, listen. Destiny and getting everybody through. The whole team has to get through now, uh, and everybody learning mechanics and learning placements. That is priority for the rest of the month. So yeah, yeah, it's me. Pretty much the same. I mean, Destiny is pretty much taking up a lot of my time. You know, I'm trying to get that raid completed. Shout out to all the clans, everyone hooking us up. Shout out to Lord Requenio in the chat. His gaming thing is the same as mine right now. It's it's been at home. It's been all Destiny too. Whenever I'm work, I'm on the road. It's been NBA 2K18 on the Switch, man. I cannot get enough of that game. It is a full translation. I'm having so much fun. My player, my park, whatever it is, the career mode, it is so well done. You know, and um, I've been loving it. I've been loving it. The only thing they have to fix, I think 2K has a worldwide bug going on right now that sometimes when you start it up, it acts like it forgot your character. But then once you load into the server, it then, you know, re-downloads everything you did because it kind of scares you. You think you lost all your progress. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I mean, it's been, it's been real fun. So that's pretty much been it for me. So we're going to get this going, show rolling. And as far as the – um, we had a poll, obviously, last week. The results are in and the people have spoken. So the Lord Addict's question, with TGS and the resurgence of JRPGs in 2017, do you think Microsoft should be more aggressive in acquiring Japanese-influenced games? The winner at 73% is the Yes, Phil, Make It Happen group. 
like, what those JRPGs? So it was a landslide. Oh, and uh, coming in at second was uh, my 23% was the Japanese games are a dying slash niche genre group. So thanks wow. to all. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> thanks to all who participated. Don't play those guys. Any mind. <laughs> you, you lost. They lost. Thanks to all who participated in last week's poll. The ILP Twitter was intense for their love of the Japanese games. So real quickly, what did the Lords think about this result kind of in a landslide? Thank so, God that it, it was that way. <laughs> What do you feel about this, Lord Bill, as far as uh, Japanese games? Uh, as a as a fan, I love a lot of them, but I'm not going to comment on what we should do as a business. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, okay, we got the Lord's got a, uh, we got a new poll coming up at the end of Twitter at the end, so stay tuned. So we got some great topics at the round table this week, so I'm going to set it off. And um, a lot going on with xbox only begotten son our lord and savior phil spencer <laughs> he's uh he's got a, he's got a promotion going on so uh, i wanted to talk about that it looks like it was the executive you know vice president of gaming you know it was uh, a huge huge promotion and um it from my standpoint it was just cool to see you know gaming being brought to the forefront so i wanted to bring this topic to the to the round table to all the lords and what do we feel about uh phil getting this promotion as well as um you know what it might mean in the future so i know lord bill might have to be careful about what he says but uh, let's start with lord bill <laughs> with, uh, um this this promotion by phil spencer all right you know um as someone who works in the org uh i think phil's been a spectacular leader for us uh, yes. I love the, the flexibility and the freedom he gives his teams, and uh, I thought it was a, a, a good move for him. And I'm I'm glad to see. I mean, look, I think that sometimes people read too much into organizational structures. Mm -hmm. Gaming's been part of Microsoft since the beginning, and will continue to be a core tenant. Such as talked about it when he talks uh, publicly about the things that Microsoft's committed to, mm -hmm. uh, and this is just a vote of confidence in the team and Phil that we can go continue to execute against that. No doubt, no doubt. Fair sure. enough. Any of the lords want to jump in on the uh, Phil Spencer promotion? I do. I <laughs> know you're a huge fan of Phil. We had, we had, we had the yeah. Peter Moore versus Phil. Uh, and poll, my Lord boy Phil won. won and, and Lord King went, went crazy. It was an intense poll, too. But go ahead, Lord. It was like yes. 2,000 votes. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yo, you know what? It's like yo, when you pick something and, 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 it, and it pans out for you, right? Like, like you pick something that's a winner. He's a winner. <laughs> I love the fact that his strategy is working out. And you know what? Um, I guess it's my biasness because when when he when he did become you know uh, captain of the ship, and I said, man, this guy, I like the way he operated. I like the I was watching his moves, and I said, um, I know I, I I see great things with this guy. I did not like the last guy, and I don't want anybody else to chime in. I don't need to chime in. I did not like the last guy at all. We're not fans of the Don. <laughs> No, Continue. no, not at all. It came off way too smug. I didn't like his vibe. His vibe was nasty. But oh my God. Phil's vibe is so fantastic. And, and and I know it's like probably a man crush. I have no idea. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, Bill. That's hilarious. Well, um, and, um, you know, Phil, this was probably a man crush on, on, on Phil. But Phil has been doing fantastic things. You understand? Like, Absolutely. when I'm telling you, he's been changing the narrative going forward. If you don't look at his moves, uh, it's been so strategic that if it was a problem here, 
he dealt with it in this way and he took away that narrative it was a problem here he dealt with it this way and strategically took this out and replaced it with this and he enhanced everything as he's going forward somebody up looked up saw that and saw the moves that he was making and he did it without causing a big ruckus without cause without you know proclaiming anything he was just like watch me smoke baby and he's been smoking and now that he's in complete control i'm telling you we will be back as number one completely across the board mm. Mm. And when the, yes yes when this xbox one hits this is his box mm. when it hits and when it comes up to my next segment when it hits i'm going to tell you why he wins and how he wins Looking forward to it. Lord Lord Sovereign, what do we feel about the uh, Phil Spencer promotion? I think it's a fantastic move. I think it, it does a lot to um, sort of assure the, the gaming masses as a whole that, that Microsoft has invested in, in Xbox. Um, because, you know, like, I, I, again, the, the the loudness and the, the fatalist mentality of a lot of the Internet, like you see a lot of people, oh, you know, Microsoft's going to dump Xbox. It's not making money for them or not. Mm-hmm. This this is a vote of confidence um and the fact that and the you know the fact that phil is going to report directly to sacha it it means that Mm -hmm. gaming is is an integral part to everything that microsoft is doing um and i think it means it means great things for the xbox platform hopefully Mm -hmm. uh hopefully more money uh in terms of you know type games games that they can acquire and uh and deals that can be made to bring more games to the platform Mm -hmm. um yeah, and I, I just think it's great all around. Uh, it's yeah. it's going to be, it, in, in a funny way, it's getting closer to that ideal that was initially announced in 2013, where yeah. it, had, it had things that were, that were perceived as negative, mm. but at the same time, it was trying to bring this entire digital sort of universe together. It's amazing and how much uh, that ideal it, ama- is becoming more accepted in four years. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was an idea that that was sort of presented in a way that came off and, and negatively. I mean, but I know for us, like us in this podcast, we were ready to go that route. I said, okay, well, th- this is what Microsoft's system is going to be. This is what PlayStation system is going to be. But I'm all in on both. I'm, yeah. I don't, I, you know, whatever it is is whatever it is. And obviously, the masses had something different to say about that. Right. Um, but I just think I just think now, general, real quick, Lord Sovereign, you're, you're referencing the, the digital only era like that kind of bit, or I just want to yeah, like the, the, forcing the digital forcing the digital era the, the sort of a uh, negativity around uh, not allowing the, the used games and, and mm-hmm. sort of the closed the, the closed walled off garden thing um, involved in yes. that it just because a lot of people felt that it, this was uh, going to be a natural progression anyway, so there was no need to create a system around it, and that's where the negativity came from. Yeah. And, and you know, and a lot of it honestly could be summed up. In, you know, we have a system for you, and it's the Xbox 360. And that's it's just it, people felt it was a slap <laughs> in the face. It was a slap in the face of ah, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, this is a fantastic move for for, for Xbox, for mm-hmm. for Microsoft, and gaming at large. I think we're going to see some great things down the line. Nice. So I feel, I feel, Lord Attic. What do you feel about the uh, Phil Spencer promotion? Uh I think it's, you know, it's definitely good on Phil Spencer. I mean, I'm pretty sure out of everyone, he's definitely not the one complaining. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't really know what exactly it means. I don't know anything about that kind of corporate stuff. I don't know. Obviously, one would expect it would be good for the gaming division of the, uh, you know, Microsoft company as a whole. But 
you know, how much that's to be decided. You know, we don't know what they have in place. We don't even know if this could even impact. This is just like, you know, a title buff mm -hmm. that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've seen in a lot of other scenarios in different industries is mm -hmm. sometimes people are doing these jobs already and they're gotcha. just officially gave the time. I see your point. I see your point. So you're, you're more of the uh, wait and see you know, let's see what happens kind of deal. It's like, I don't know what Microsoft, I don't know their, their corporate ladder. I don't know how any of that goes. I can't really give inputs on, you know, policies and stuff. I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I hear where you're coming from. Yeah, just a comment real quick. I just want Fable back. That's all I want. Uh, that's all you want. Okay, we'll bring that up. We'll send that up to Bill to get that to Phil. <laughs> fable. The man wants Fable. Lord Phil. I, I wrote it down. Thanks. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, I mean, this is this. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the same lines with, with Lord Sovereign on this. I mean, you know, I, I think this is actually pretty good. You know, again, I, I do hear what Lord Attic is saying. You know, you know, part of sometimes, you know, these things are already going on behind the scenes and, you know, maybe in place. But I always felt since, you know, Satya came in, you know, 2014 and assumed control of the Xbox division and, and then Spencer. I just like to see, I love to see Phil's growth. And, you know, he started as an intern, he's been with Microsoft since 88. And um, just to see the progression to take over Xbox. And, you know, one thing I like about you guys, Bill, is that, you know, you guys are gamers. And, and that's one thing that I've always exuded from Phil every conversation I've had with him, you know, anytime we met in person and things of that nature. So it's always good to see what I consider <laughs> true gamers in these positions as opposed to. <laughs> what I consider quote unquote suits, <laughs> you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, no disrespect to, you know, I don't know Terry Myerson personally. I don't, I don't want to disrespect any of the, you know, the guys up there, you know, in, in, in that platform, but you know, I, I know Phil, you know, personally, and that, that's something that's always, you know, came off from him. So it's yeah, good to see regardless, you know, what Microsoft do, what Microsoft don't do. This mm -hmm. company made one of my all time, you know, dreams I've ever wanted was to go to E3 and they E3. did it twice. So I and can't yeah, really exactly. I can't really go too much in on anything. Exactly. Like and 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 Microsoft does not get enough credit for how they interact with their community. I mean, you cannot say that again about any other brand. You know, it's really great what you guys do. So, you know, to me, this is really cool. I think this is, you know, Microsoft Xbox gaming at the at the big boy table, so to speak, you know, and hopefully has a little bit more influence. Hopefully, you know, the cries of, you know, first party studios and things of that nature and all these things that, you know, Phil, I know hears all the time gets accomplished and I'm excited. So this is this was really cool news to get. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. The future happens. So that's all I got on it. If the Lord's are good, we'll move on to the to the next topic. All right. So, uh, Lord Addict, I'll bring it to you. You've got a lot of so I'm, I'm gonna I'm going to merge two things because I was going to talk about the cross play, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that's been destroyed as of right now. So what I want to <laughs> talk about is the PUBG versus Fortnite issue. Or mm -hmm. Is that anyone else's topic? I'm no, we sure not. okay. So let's get in on this. We can tie it in with crossplay and and the PUBG versus Fortnite. Yeah. So uh, apparently, you know, the whole PUBG with the uh, Fortnite thing, it's 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 been big. You know, I didn't think it was. I you know, I saw this. I didn't really see too much into it. But then, you know, it starts blowing up everywhere. I see YouTube videos, podcasts mm -hmm. talking about it. I, I think I even saw it on Gamespot. And it's just mm -hmm. I want to ask what you guys think. You know, the allegations of you know. Fortnite stealing from PUBG, this and that. Like, do you think there is a? I, I personally, you know, it was bound to happen. I don't think it's really a big issue. But then again, I'm not in that kind of industry. I'm pretty right. sure I'd be a little salty too. Mm -hmm. But you know, and then after that, you know, just give your 
do you guys think cross play would be beneficial if it was you know, I wouldn't say mandate, but it was highly encouraged. Okay. Let let's start let's start with cross play first and then we'll go into PUBG versus Fortnite. So let me let me jump in. I'll jump in with, with cross play. Cross play to me is something that I really value only from the standpoint of there's there's games sometimes that I love that I feel that, you know, people move away from, you know, maybe the online community kind of dies out. And to me, it's a strength to have more platforms and more people playing on those servers and opening up so that, you know, because to me, nothing worse than it's a game you love and then you jump on and like the online community is like, you know, only 50 or a thousand people playing <laughs> said game. Yep. That to me sucks. So crossplay is something that is very attractive. Now, I will say this in Sony's defense is that, you know, I'll get my history right, Lord Sovereign, because I, 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 I got to get mm. it right. Wasn't in the Xbox 360 era, there was a Final Fantasy game that I believe they wanted cross-play or Sony wanted cross-play. And at the time, Microsoft, Microsoft, for whatever reason, said no. Wasn't that the case? I, I, I don't recall. I don't know if it was the, uh, the Final Fantasy MMO when the, mm -hmm. the, the first, the initial it one. It was the out. MMO. Okay, it was the MMO. Right. That, that's what I remember. Okay. So I don't, I, I don't specifically recall, but yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it goes back to the issue of you don't need to play ball when you're winning. Exactly. So, so again, I know it. It sucks from the gamer perspective because mm -hmm. I get it. Like, I want crossplay. I love to play with you know my Sony guys in any type of competitive environment or what have you, and be on the same service. Like that is cool. So that this bug that was discovered by Fortnite, which was accidentally un unlocked, you know, it was cool to see these guys going at it. And I think even Phil made a comment. He said that uh, the Fortnite devs should keep that, keep the bug on so that these guys can, can play with each other. And I think that's awesome. But at the same time, I'm not justifying what Sony's doing. I'm just saying I understand. As the market leader, they not necessarily want to play ball with Microsoft and give, give these guys any type of what they may feel as a perceived advantage or you know, promotion nice. cross promotion, yeah. Yeah, so that that's where I'm at with it as far as crossplay. I would love it to happen. I would love Sony to open up, but I understand why they might not want to do that. But <laughs> what do the rest of the lords think about this? I think it's something that would be very beneficial. But you know, when it comes down to it, you know, Lord Cabalti uh, said crossplay between Destiny would be awesome. Oh, I agree. Mm, I agree. And you know, I want to take it a little bit further. If they mm -hmm. would make crossplay on Destiny 2 and you know, permanently, I want Osiris and mm. I want, um, uh, uh, I haven't played it. What's the new one called? What, Trials of the Nine? Trials of the Nine. I played it one time. I want Trials of the Nine to be on Xbox or PlayStation and the other one to be on the other one. And once mm. a month, like they iron banner, they're facing each other. Oh, that'll be hot. That'll be hot. Lord, Lord, Lord Bill, any any dreams of a uh, crossplay in the future? Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm putting you on the spot. Be, yeah, you can you know, speak in the political speak. It's okay. <laughs> um, I think that there's two elements to it. It's what what gamers would like to see, mm -hmm. um, and what what are the realities of the business? Yes. Um, you know, we did just release the Better Together update to Minecraft, mm -hmm. uh, which is already sort of a phenomenon on multiple platforms. Yeah, and I honestly thought that was probably the biggest announcement that was at E3, is the fact that two platforms are working together on one game. Yeah, and if you take, if you take, here's what I'd say, if you take the, the consoles themselves out of the conversation, right? Like, my son plays Minecraft. He actually did his first esports tournament last year. Um, and his friends all play it. 
<clears throat> but one of them's only got iPad. One of them's got it on PC. Obviously, my son has it on everything. Um, and and it, and it's a challenge for them. And they don't have necessarily the the brand identity around the the place they play it. They have a brand identity around the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you know, businesses have to do what's best for their bottom line. Yes. And uh, it makes the conversation more complex. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear. You. I totally hear where you're coming from, Lord Lord King. What do you feel about this whole crossplay thing? I think that's Phil's end game. Um, <laughs> Everything is Phil's end game. To Phil for president. <laughs> Listen, if you don't want to believe it, watch what he's doing. He's just got to peep through the hourglass. I mean, he's been a proponent for the PC. He understands the PC model. Um, remember, it's all an ecosystem in Microsoft. Okay, so if he's telling you to play on PC, yes, please play through the Windows 10 store. <laughs> okay, so you got to understand he's want to merge these worlds and it will bolster the, 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 the Windows store to the point that if you're playing through Window Play anywhere, he's bringing that closer together. He's bridging that gap. So, yeah, um, is it a great thing? Yeah, I don't care. More gamers? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on in. I, I don't care. It what doesn't affect Sony, me What about the side. Sony aspect? But so Sony far, is so not going to get down. Right. Sony's not going to get down. Their servers suck, so they're not going to get down. All right? They have too much problems over there on that side of the fence. When they can, when they can fix those servers over there, listen, I have no problem with their system. Uh -huh. I have no problem with their games. I think their games are great. Do I have a problem with their infrastructure as far as their uh, internet servers and everything else? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, do you know how many uh, messages I get a month telling me that we've been hacked? I need to change my password. Yeah. Uh, you know what I do? I will delete my account with you guys. And um, <laughs> Done. I play regularly on Xbox, so I, I never get that message from Xbox, ever. Mm. Not one time do I get, yo, bro, change your password. Things got funky <laughs> over here. What? Because they, they don't have a, they don't have I, I a one bill that, that started with the security infrastructure. They don't, they don't have exactly. that. I will say one thing, though. Uh, I have been usually... Sometimes when I log in, they ask me like on my Xbox to change my password, but it hasn't happened in a long time. So gotcha. I've never got that. No, I hear but, what you saying, but from a security listen, standpoint, I, you have your concerns. Yeah, yeah I have concerns. Huh? Listen, yeah. um, that's an understatement, <laughs> I, apparently. Yes. If I will have to give a credit card with those guys, I will go and get one of those um I do cards out of the store. Mm -hmm. Um, there's no way I trust any information over there. So, sure. but Microsoft. Yeah, I really do. So, but the PC gaming with Microsoft, yes, that is very viable. That is the way to go. That is fantastic. If you can get that large uh, set community, and they're very passionate over with that passionate Xbox community, and we can go at it. And like um, Lord Addict says, have Iron Banner PC against gamers. I mean, come on. That's fantastic. That's a good concept. I love it. You got just with the, with the PC, though, we have to be careful because of um, obviously with FPSs, you know, the mouse keyboard. Mm -hmm. That's my next advantage. topic. That's next okay, topic. so we, I, know, I ain't gonna touch it. We'll leave that for your topic. That's yeah, but, um, if anyone's got anything done on the first part of the Fortnite thing, which is the crossplay, I was yeah. gonna move on. Okay, oh, you wanna jump yeah. in on that, Losov? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, Go I think uh, I, me not being necessarily the biggest uh, multiplayer gamer, but I just think it's a positive thing if they can all <laughs> at some point get it together in that regard. And I just think it's a positive for gamers in general. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I was saying before, with like you know, kind of. The toxicity sometimes around the internet and fanboyism and stuff like that if you make it the norm where these ecosystems are constantly interacting 
I just think you, it kind of diminishes that somewhat. Are you, you're going to have more competition, obviously, but it's going to be more sporting. It won't be necessarily people being negative towards each other because they're constantly playing with each other, constantly in the same kind of sharing spaces together. So mm -hmm. that's one. And I think it, it would also bode well for the industry at large because I think it would sort of, it would uh, deter companies from making these marketing deals as much because you now you have to worry about the game being able to be played with across you know multiple platforms so the marketing deals would it would be difficult to sort of give one platform you know a year's worth of stuff before another yeah. platform it would be it would be perceived as even more anti-consumer so i think gotcha. it, it would serve to really help gaming as a whole as a community Gotcha. All right. Fair enough. I'm just going to speed through the second part of this uh, whole Fortnite because obviously Fortnite has been in the news this week um, with the whole PUBG fiasco with, um, you know, the whole battle royale mode. We know PUBG, that's their claim to fame. You know, just a real just to paint the picture, you know, obviously they've used the, the Unreal Engine, which Epic has helped out with. And um, now I believe Fortnite is coming out with a battle royale mode, which the devs of um you know, was it, I believe it's Blue Hole, or I forgot the name of them exactly, that said, you know, they, they feel a little bit of a way about them coming out with a quote-unquote PUBG mode and actually referencing PUBG in that description. So, yeah, real quick, um, you know, this is a, sometimes this is a copycat league <laughs> as far as video games and stuff like that. Do we feel that PUBG um, has any leg to stand on? I don't on? think it was done with Malice. I just right. think they wanted, you know, their own, I mean, can, can you really, like, I don't know that, that, you know, that that aspect like that but can you really like say something is yours when it comes to a certain game feature like battle royale game yeah like it's a gray one it's a gray area i know what you mean and that's why i don't know morally or legally you know what leg they have to stand on but i do know that they were in close relation with epic because they worked on them with the engine right so that's this gray area where do they have the right to kind of attack them for, for stating that? And then also, I, I would say, like I said, with, with, with Epic and Fortnite actually saying PUBG and promoting it with their ba Battle Royale mode. So I kind of see both sides kind of, you know what I mean? It, it's a tough one, but Lord Soft, Lord King, what do you, what do you guys feel? Let Soft go first. Yeah, Soft. Um, yeah, I think that that's the issue there. The fact that they, you know, they license Unreal Tech to make their game. Um, and then you know the, the the unreal guys go and they make a mode in their game that's so similar honestly i if you look at the mechanics of both games they're very different in that um you know if you're playing a battle royal mode in, in fortnite if somebody's attacking you or something like that you can like build a wall in front of you like it, it it's totally it changes the mechanics of, of of what this type of battle royal game is so it's it's kind of different um but then again the similarities in UI and things like that um, the whole concept of like the murder island thing is sort of the same. So I can understand where they're coming from in that regard because again, it, it just it just seems like it's it's not necessarily the best thing to do when you're you're getting royalties from mm. this company on their game. So it's like it, it's 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 a funky area to be in, that's for sure. And I have you know I don't know what sort of legal merit right. you know a leg to stand on they have in this regard but i i get it in terms of the copycats you're mm -hmm. going to see a lot of them it's, so that's you know if yeah. if their issue is that at large you can mm -hmm. forget about it because Sh mm -hmm. shout out to lady delala in the chat she said she thinks PUBG only added fuel by saying something <laughs> <laughs> this could be interesting lord king what do you what do you feel on the uh PUBG versus fortnite okay um 
I think it's kind of messed up if uh, you help them build something, mm-hmm. uh, they're using your engine, and then you turn around and you have the feature that they have in there. Now, <laughs> yeah, you know, is that kind of shady? That yeah. is completely shady. Uh, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really messed up. It's a copycat lead, and we all know the problems that Fortnite is having. Is it up to the standards of uh, PUBG's um, Play Unknown? No, it's not. It's it's, it's not pushing the numbers that they're pushing so of course when you're down and you're seeing something that's successful you're going to reach over and try to emulate that any way possible now this is the problem you had the inside track okay so you saw them build it you saw how it went and he was like yeah i got that and you probably had a little twist on it like lord sovereign said we're able to do this in our game. Okay, so, you know, imitation is just the most serious form of flattery, and okay, they, I mean, maybe they'll sue, they, I don't know, um, but just like, uh, she said in, in the chat, um, by them talking about it and highlighting it, they put more emphasis on it. Mm. And maybe some people that weren't looking at Fortnite said, oh, I can get a PUBG experience over there, and they went that way. Um, so personally, I don't have a problem with it. Um, as far as that goes, uh, because again, if it's well and it's done well on another platform and you're trying to get a leg up and you're trying to get sales and stuff like that, you're going to exhaust every avenue to make your game successful because they're closing dev houses like at a rapid pace. So if you're trying to stay relevant and viable in this uh, <laughs> cantankerous uh, environment, um, you're going to do whatever you got to do. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I recall a situation where, you know, remember when the whole what is it, 4v1 craze started with Evolve, and I've seen a mm-hmm. lot of games, you know, doing that copycat kind of thing. Just real quick, I want to give it to Lord Bill. I don't want to get him in trouble, <laughs> but um, I just was going to ask Lord Bill as far as, like, have you seen situations maybe similar in the past? And I was going to ask if, um, in reference to those kind of competitions or similarities, and if any legal things can be taken, or any, have you ever seen anything similar in the past coming up in the industry? Well, I, I mean... mean even outside the industry, anybody can sue anybody, right? Just right. for costs. Um, here's what I'd here's here's what I'll say. Uh, mm-hmm. PUBG is a big partner. We've worked with them for a long time as a company, and so as a company man, I have a perspective there. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have a really good friend who worked with me at Xbox Store and is now my producer on Fortnite, and we were in mm-hmm. Marine Corps together. Nice. So I'm just going to abstain because there's no way I can say anything about. I feel you. No, fair so, enough. Fair I'm side. <laughs> no, no, that's good. That's good. That, that's all. That's all I want to hear. <laughs> that's cool. So we got what we felt on this whole situation. PUBG. Hopefully, these guys can work it out, and you know, both games can be successful. There's a lot riding, especially with PUBG, and we we definitely excited for PUBG on the Microsoft side. You know, as an exclusive and well, time this or whatever it may be. But the game seems huge on the PC market, and we're excited. So we're going to move on, and uh, Lord King. Want to talk about lights, camera, action with uh with Microsoft? We got yes. Um, I would like to start off by saying RIP to connect. Um, <laughs> but with the silence, yeah, we, we we've known you well, my dear friend, <laughs> and your time with us has come to an end. Um, because shots has been. Fired in your direction, and I believe they are lethal, brother. Um, Microsoft has debuted uh, a feature for those people that are fortunate enough to be in the alpha member circle. Uh, the, the feature is you're using plug-and-play cameras 
for Microsoft apps, which is uh, Skype and Mixer. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you probably say that's that's nothing. Well, the fact that you have to buy a piece for the Xbox One X to put your connect in, that's a barrier. Some people don't want to make the phone call. Some people have Connect sitting in the corner and they don't really care about getting an extra piece to hook up to a system that they have. You know, a lot of people don't want to do extra steps to get one thing done, but a plug and play. Ha mm-hmm. So the fact that they're doing this and uh, they see the communities that do uh, Twitch and live streaming and they're pushing Mixer very hard uh, to, to, to be used across the world uh, competitively um and the plug and play feature this is the death nail for the connect and i want to know how you guys feel about it and back to um lord mikey Barr's um proclamation that mouse and keyboard is coming this x is ushering in the blurred lines between pc and console ever so slightly in Phil's grand vision. I want to know how you guys feel about this new uh, tech that they're debuting for the Alpha member circle. Let's let's get it to Lord Bell from the standpoint of um, the testing of like the USB cameras and things like that for Microsoft apps like Mixer and Skype and what, what he can possibly talk about or give us some insight on if possible. Lord Bell. Well, I mean, uh, I don't I'm part of the platform team, and so, but in some cases, we just we all work on our own features, and we all work on our own feature set. What I would say is, Mixer's been a great addition to the console, and mm-hmm. having them, having them come into the fold from the standpoint of all of a sudden anybody could stream anything, and yeah. they could just jump right in. And you know, prior to that, PC was really the dominant platform, still is, uh, mm-hmm. but it, it, but the but the barrier entry is higher because you have to have a PC, you have to have stuff set up so that you can uh, broadcast and. All of a sudden, anybody with an Xbox and a Kinect was able to jump into this. Uh, that doesn't mean it's always good quality, <laughs> but anybody can get involved. Um, and I do think that uh, I was thrilled to see the announcement about the, the the other USB cameras being supported because now you just increase people's ability to engage. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I think that look, the Kinect is an expensive piece of hardware. It's got a lot of high tech capabilities mm-hmm. over and above what you would use it for as a webcam. And so having some functionality become available to other customers who haven't jumped in on the Kinect side is great. At the same time, the Kinect continues to be a great console component because you can do nothing if you have it set up and immediately become a broadcaster who can Correct. stream yourself as well. Um, there are times where I see my kids get online and start streaming their gameplay, and I have to text my wife to clean up the house. For their <laughs> uh, and then she yells at him, and then all of a sudden the camera goes dead. Uh, <laughs> nice. But, 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 I mean, it really is opening it up so that anybody can become a, uh, a game streamer. And, okay. uh, it's an amazing starter. Sp- speaking of streaming, Lord, I got I to get you. I got to tease you on this. I love the NHL 18 stream. <laughs> Full hockey gear. Lord Bill went out there, played some EA NHL. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you. I had to give you a shout out. That was hardcore. Yeah, thank you. I did it twice. I did it in my goalie gear for the three on three. We had the EA producers come on and they demoed the, the this feature for three on three for the first time. And I actually played in my goalie gear, so I was playing with my catcher and my blocker, and that was impossible. Um, plus, it's just hot in that studio because you got all the gear on and they got the lights. Yeah. Uh, so when I came back to do the announce, I did it in just my regular hockey gear. Um, nice. I just played, and you know what? Because we got a big controller, 
I could actually play with my gloves on. Yeah, how did you play with your glove? That was what I was gonna say. I saw you with the glove. Like, how is he even able to have the dexterity to play with the controller? Uh, not well. Is, is the key. <laughs> that was awesome. So, so because of this mixer stuff, would you ever consider getting in the stream? And I know, I know, uh, Mike Ibarra, or Mike Ibarra, he's a, he's big on that. Would you ever consider it? I so I. I love doing it. The, the challenge is twofold. One, I don't know who would watch me because I'm awful at most of the games that I play. <laughs> uh, but, but I love doing it. And, and in fact, we, I, I've got something special for next week. Ooh, okay. Okay. So you got it. Now, if that's the case, you got to give out that, uh, that, that mixer handle so the guys will get everyone to follow you and yep. start paying attention, man. Because I, 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 I will tweet out as we get closer to the time. Awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> All right, what are the Lords got on the uh, rest of this, the camera stuff, as far as what's going on? Let's uh, Lord Attic, what, what do you feel about this? Cool options, but that's about all. So you got? All right. Lord, Lord Sarge, <laughs> what do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I agree with, with, with both Lord, Lord uh, Bill and Lord, uh, Lord King in the fact that, yeah, the line is being blurred more, and it's giving more accessibility to more people. Uh, we got to remember that the vast majority of Xbox owners now don't have a connect. That is cool. Um, that is true. So, uh, so the fact that anybody could just, you know, go into a Best Buy and buy any third-party USB uh, camera and be off and running if they want to start streaming, um, that's fantastic. And and again, that that part of gaming has expanded so much over the last few years that you know, uh, look at us here just doing a podcast where a couple yeah. of years ago that wasn't something that we were even nice. considering. Nice. So it's just like it. it, it it again, it goes back to what I said before about how that original vision for the Xbox One as being that one box, it mm -hmm. keeps moving closer to that vision. Um, and just the, the fact that you're allowing third party anything onto the system just makes it more more cost effective for the consumer to you know be, go out and purchase and spend what they want to spend on a mm -hmm. piece of hardware as opposed to the Kinect, which is yes, it, it is an advanced piece of hardware, but it works specifically in that ecosystem and nowhere right. else. Correct. So, um, Correct. yeah, I think this is fantastic. Good point. This is fantastic. Good point, Lossoff. Y'all jump in on that. Yeah, I think that um, I'm with you 1,000%, Lossoff. I think it's great. I think it's, it, you know, it provides options. And I mean, look, I still have my Connect. Great piece of tech, you know, 1080p cam, the motion sensor, and all that stuff. But like you said, the key point is it, it was locked into just the Xbox. And also the key point was that, you know, a lot of people who've now subsequently picked up a Microsoft, you know, an Xbox. Xbox have picked it up during the S era, right? And that's the way Connect was not a mandatory part of the bundle. So to have that option is really cool coming into the debut of the Xbox One X, you know, getting to see, you know, the services being used, the Skype and, and mixers is huge right now, you know, seeing that thing blow up and giving everybody that ability, you know, to, to be able to, to do it. I think it's really, really cool. And, and to see, you know, what, what I like, I want to commend Microsoft is to see them be flexible because a lot of times you see companies when it's a you know proprietary product they just want to push said product don't want to give you the option of a quote-unquote competitor so to speak you know what i mean with another camera and things of that nature so i think that's really cool to see so i'm excited about it and i thought it was a good topic lord king you got anything else to finish off uh light camera action before we move on no um it's just the fact that i think is a, is a fantastic idea uh mm -hmm. instead of 
if a lot of these thoughts was pushed to the table in the beginning, I know they invested a lot in the connect and I know they wanted to, to be successful because it showed that it, you know, sold what 13 million units before. And, um, they felt that if we can get these units in the box, they could see the value. And I, I see that mind set, but also it sold 13 million units on its own. Mm-hmm. So if you would have, you know, had it as a separate uh, peripheral and, you know, you can upgrade as you go along and the price of the Xbox would have been uh, at the same price of the PlayStation or lower, um, then uh, you wouldn't have been in the big hole that you were in and it didn't feel like everything was being forced. It made it seem like everything was being forced when it actually wasn't. Um, But now, like I said, (laughs) Phil. Lord Phil, <laughs> changing the narrative. He removed nice. it out of the box, and he gave you options. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave you the option that you could use your old Connect, or now you can use your cam. Go to store by cam, man. So <laughs> all these things is being possible under the new philosophies, and the new philosophies is panning out. He's working and making things happen. Nice. Yeah, man. The vision is there. And we're all excited about, it. like I said, flexibility and options, always a good thing. So we're going to move on to the final topic. Lord Sov, this is you. We're going to talk about TGS. What's been going on? Yeah, so uh, TGS, actually, I think today is the final day of TGS proper. Um, but Sony had a press conference early on before the, the actual show started, and Nintendo had some announcements and whatnot. So I just wanted to it, – it's, it's been kind of low-key. TGS hasn't been as big in recent years as it was a, a long time ago. But mm-hmm. I, I think considering this year how, how many great Japanese games we got, I was hoping to see some really big announcements coming out of Japan. And it, it – Kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of conservative. Like nothing too crazy. But mm-hmm. again, I know Sony's going to have something bigger towards the end of the year. They still have Paris Games Week, and they still right. have uh, PSX. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll get some sort of Nintendo, uh, Nintendo Switch uh, Direct at, before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Again, so we'll get more info in that regard. So mm-hmm. let me start off with Nintendo. Um, like I said, we, we just they had a direct a few weeks ago, so uh, the bulk of the information that they wanted to mm-hmm. sort of get out to the public was in that direct. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we got from TGS is that they showed some more Fire Emblem Warriors gameplay. Mm-hmm. The game um, again, if you're if you're a Dynasty Warriors guy, mm-hmm. that, that Muso type of game, it's the game by all accounts is beautiful, kind of frantic. It's definitely a showpiece for what what the Switch could do. Um, it's running beautifully. Uh, again, if that's your type of game, um, I guess we're getting that at the beginning of next year. Okay. Um, same, uh, Attack on Titan 2 is coming to the Switch from Koei Tecmo, um, and that looks pretty... If you're a big fan of the manga and the, the anime, well, that's coming next year. Yeah, I saw the trailer. Uh, the trailer looks fire. Yeah, I did the trailer looks fantastic. Yeah, looks that, really gameplay, that gameplay, that gameplay, from what I've heard, like the gameplay is really cool. Um, and, and you know the grappling stuff that you, that you do when you're swinging from you know from Titan to Titan is supposed to be pretty cool. So if you're into that, I heard the game is pretty decent. Um, Dragon Quest Builders is uh, finally got shown for the Switch, and this is a game. This is a Minecraft-like game in the in the Dragon Quest universe that kind of did gangbusters when it came out on I believe it was on Vita. Mm-hmm. Um, and PS, don't you know, quote me on that, PlayStation 4. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, again, it, it has that, those Minecraft sensibilities in the Dragon Quest universe, so I think mm-hmm. it, it's, it's going to do very well on the Switch when it finally comes over. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that came out of Japan was the fact that Metroid sold well. 
Yeah. Um, considering how Metroid usually sells in Japan, it actually did pretty well. I think they sold through something like 70% of their stock. They sold about 30,000 copies. I think they had about 43 that they made for the initial launch window. So the fact that Metroid is doing well in Japan bodes well all around the world. Um, hopefully, again, we're, we're gonna we're getting Prime at some point. Hopefully, we'll we'll get um, this remake onto the Switch. Also, no, yep. it won't um, come. You will not get it. Yes, you will go out there and buy a 3DS, and you will support the game in its original <laughs> format, sir. I, I, I cannot. I can't say that I disagree with that. Like, I, it's it's probably not going to happen anytime soon if it yeah. ever does. So uh-huh. I, I won't. I won't disagree with that. Um, <laughs> they, showed, they showed Resident Evil Re- Revelations one and two, mm-hmm. which. Both look pretty good. They're running very well. It seems like they, they were based off of either the Xbox 360 or PS3 ports yeah. or the ports that came to Xbox One, just recently came to Xbox One and PS4 mm-hmm. and just downgraded um, the game to look like they ran beautifully. So that, that that's pretty good. Gotcha. Um, what else do we have? Square Enix showed Lost Fear, mm. that, uh, that RPG from the guys who made uh, I Am Setsuna and classic okay. sort of yeah, JRPG yeah. based off. So that looks fantastic. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, there was some there, there was some doom running <laughs> running yeah. on this. There was some so, doom I heard. Some some, some, so, some that's the loving. Talk to me. So yeah, so we talked about this last week about what I hope for the game and what the, the reality of the game is. So this is the reality of the game. So wait, hold on. This hold is on. Not, I, this is this is, I would <laughs> I would call this I would call this a bendinese stalemate. <laughs> but okay. we'll do that. So bet. Let's because, go. There was no bet really, but my my hope that was that it was sixty frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> the game is gonna run at thirty frames per second. But the thing yeah. is, the mistake that I made is that I equated I equated frame rate with speed of the game. The game is still fast, right? right. The game is still fast. That, that but smoothness is is a different story. The game runs smoothly, but it's running at thirty frames per second. Just the overall speed of the game is still fast. So the game is gonna run seven twenty P in handheld and dock mode. So there's no up there's, there's no, no up resing. Okay. Okay. There's no up in dock mode. It's what you have to do. It, now if you look at that game, I played through that entire game. I've watched nearly a half hour footage of that game. That's doom. It's doom. Like the only concessions that, that have been made, obviously, is in the detail of the graphics, which still looks fantastic. Right. But the game plays like Doom. Okay. Uh, and again, I don't think I don't think this will be anybody's primary version, or should be any primary way of, of playing Doom. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you'll have it on a PS4 or Xbox One right. or a PC and play it there. But, so, but, it's, but it, it's cool that Nintendo has the option in it, and that Bethesda is showing that support for and, for the time. And by all accounts, it is a fantastic port, um, and okay. I expect. I expect the same from Morphin style. Lord King wants to snicker and jump in. Continue, Lord King. He, he, just want, no, he doesn't want to jump in. He just wants to snicker. I don't, listen, I don't want to jump in at all. Oh, okay, okay. You, you made your point. Okay, I see where you go. I'll be in the segment in a second. I wanted him to flesh out his point, and I just couldn't help, but I have to start muting my mic. Because <laughs> I don't so like good. it when it's done to me, so That's I do cool. apologize, sir, and I bend the knee on the fact that I really didn't think that it would look like that, to be honest with you. Um, it, it, it looks it looks pretty decent. I saw what Digital Foundry did on the game. Um, I know exactly what it was running at, so I kind of had an inside track and laughing at it ahead of time. Um, but like you said, it's nobody's primary 
but for somebody, it is their primary. Gotcha. So, you know, for that somebody's that's out there that only has a switch, that only could get a switch because their Wi-Fi or whatever in the area doesn't work good or whatever, and this system is catered and tailor-made to you, I say kudos that they even got the game running for them. You know, so... Yeah, that, that it, it actually works. So me snickering is just me coming from a high end PC <laughs> or Xbox from your One premium experience. Right, yeah, standing in my golden tower, I'm looking exactly. down upon the peasants. So yeah. Real quick, I had a question for Lord Bill. I know I'm not going to put him on the spot, but as far as like the Tokyo Game Show stuff, does any of that stuff interest you? Or actually, from a Microsoft standpoint, have you ever got a chance to actually go to one of those events? And I was just curious. No, I, so I've, I've never been to a game show. I've been to I've been to E3. I've been to um, China Joy, obviously for the nice. console launch, which is just mm-hmm. a staggering event. Uh, the mass of humanity there, all dressed up in costumes, is <laughs> in eight, in eight un, unair conditioned aircraft carrier or aircraft hangar. Wow! Um, but it's uh, um, you know I watch the show just as, not as an employee but as a fan. Uh, nice. There's a couple series that I really like. I liked all I, the the Atlas is one of my favorite uh, persona and the Shin. Oh man, I'm Lloyd Kaibatsu yeah, smiling at his chat right now. He's a huge persona <laughs> fan. Um, those are great series and uh, so I just I, I, mean, I watch it as a fan and that's the kind of stuff that interests me. Nice. Fair enough, fair enough. Alright, so uh, Lord, Lord Attic, did you get a chance? I'm sorry, let's all finish and then I'll give it to Lord Attic. Hmm? Oh yeah, just quickly. And so Sony kind of had an interesting showing um, because you, well, you know they're going to have something at Paris Games Week, and you know there's going to be a PSX at the end of the year. So with a uh, Sony, basically, hold on one second. I had my notes in front of me. And I lost it for a moment. So but um, mm-hmm. um, the coolest thing to come out of Sony was this game called Left Alive mm. that basically has kind of these uh these metal gear sort of uh people around metal gear people around armored core people around xenoblade who worked on these type of games coming together to make a game that you know kind of has metal gear-esque sensibilities they're calling it a a third it it, it kind of fits into that mold that we've always talked about that third person over the shoulder yes uh, action adventure slash game with you know rpg sensibilities they they Mm -hmm. just kind of throw it in a blender and out comes a game um so this is from square enix um and the cool thing about it is that you have the, you have Shoji Shinkawa, who was the character designer behind Metal Gear. Anybody who's seen any sort of Metal Gear art or covers, you know what that is and you know that style. Uh, so he's he's handling the character uh, creations for this for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have people around it uh, from Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, people who worked on Mobile Suit Gundam, and like I said, Xenoblade Chronicles. So they showed a little bit of gameplay in the trailer. And again, it just looks like a third person sort of action game. But th- the cool part about it is that it just seems like it's, it, it almost seems, and we'll talk about this in a second, it just seems like people are sort of not afraid to go back to the Kojima well um, mm. and, and, and maybe something, maybe making something in that vein. Um, so it'd be interesting how they, uh, this game is supposed to come out 2018. We'll see how it's received overseas and we'll see if it's something that, that we're, we'd be excited to get over on this side. So um, it's just interesting just the people around it and, and to see them sort of trying to emulate that, that experience and, and go back to that. Okay. Um, 
So apart from that, like they showed some Detroit stuff, Become Human. Uh, oh, I love that. that game looks so good. That's what I'm waiting for. That's yeah, the game absolutely. I'm for. They, mm-hmm. they finally they finally gave a release date of January for Monster Hunter World, and I I don't know if it's a worldwide release or just a Japanese release. Mm-hmm. But again, that's a game that uh, and Lord King will agree. Like we we tried to get into on Nintendo platforms, and it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, with this game being as pretty as it is, like it. And, and sort of streamlined in a way to sort of bring in new players. I can mm-hmm. see it becoming. I can see it becoming big if, if again, again that 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 gateway for new players is is sort of easy to to get into and not obtuse like the the older games have been. Mm-hmm. They've shown more stuff of Shadow of Colossus, a little bit more of that. Um, Dragon's Crown, that that two D side scroll. They have like a four K version coming out. They call it Dragon's Crown Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool, and honestly, it, oh, Zone of the Enders. What kind? Of, I almost forgot I about that. Zone that. of the Enders. I remember, I remember the, the Zone one. of the Enders. Yeah, so Zone yeah. of the Enders coming back. That's what I talk about with, with Kojima. They they're they're not yeah. sort of afraid to go back to, to to that well. So Zone of the Enders is coming back remastered, and they're also making a full fledged VR version. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that's cool. A because Zone of the Enders is a pretty fast game. It's not a slow moving mech game, so it'd be interesting how see how they incorporate that into uh, into VR to not make it pukey. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's going to be interesting to see. And On a Sony platform, or is that for the Vive and Oculus? Because no, I'm... that is that is PSVR. Hmm. That is P. So far, it's PSVR. Um, mm-hmm. And that leads me to my next point, which is what they showed a decent amount of VR stuff. Um, yes. They they went more into depth with all the super massive games that were coming out, the, the Bravo team, um, the prequel to Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, so for anybody who's kind of been on the fence for P, with PSVR, mm-hmm. I think more and more they're showing that they're willing to invest in big experiences, more smaller experiences, different types of, of experiences. Uh, I know at by by the end of this year, I'm sure we'll see more package deals for the PSVR. I know right now they, they, they've had, they, they finally started incorporating the camera in the package, which is something that's big for people because the camera on its own is like 50 bucks. So they, they're starting to make better package deals. And I assume that for the holidays is going to be even more. So yeah, anybody who's been on the fence about PSVR, I think they, they're showing a commitment, which is great from Sony when it comes to, you know, things that are not their primary console. They've always been sort of hit or miss with, you know, how they support these things after they come out. Um, yeah. So I think I, I think they're invested in PSVR and it shows. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, like I said, a lot, a lot of stuff was announced. I'm glad you gave us the recap because uh, I definitely missed a lot of it. All oh, my Destiny playing and stuff. Let me get a chance to really <laughs> catch what's going on. But uh, no, this was really cool. And um, real quick, uh, Lord King, I, know you want, I don't know if you got a chance to see. Did you get a chance to, to watch any of it? Or no. Just ca- ca- yeah. so, Lord Sarf, thanks for the recap, bro. It's like you, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. Lord, yeah. Lord Sarf just brought me up I, to speed on it. Thank you. I yes. had to pull myself away. Everybody's been playing Destiny. I had to pull I myself know. away. I say because otherwise, like you're you're like in a cave and you're not paying attention to anything that's going on. <laughs> that's what Destiny oh, does. What's up? Exactly. One other thing for us Sega heads. Virtual on virtual on is coming back. Anybody play virtual I on? I love virtual on. What? Yeah, virtual on, and I think uh, I know Lord. Maybe Lord Bill can speak to this. Uh, the uh, the oratorial tangram. There were two games that came to. Um, to Xbox Live Arcade on the 360. 
like remasters of the, the, the original games, the Dreamcast games and the Saturn games. Um, these are like one-on-one -on -one mech fighting games that we initially saw when we talked about earlier about how the arcade was the testing ground for all this new tech. When you went into an arcade and you saw Virtual Arm for the first time and you saw that cabinet, you lost mm. your mind. You just lost your mind because it was, mm. this, it was this huge imposing thing. Mm -hmm. um, and the gameplay was fantastic. So it's coming back, but it's a little weird how it's coming back. They're associating it with uh, kind of an obscure, well, obscure for us, Japanese uh, sort of manga. Um, so it's about these these students who have superpowers. So they're incorporating they're incorporating virtual on. It's essentially oratorial tangram, I think, with um, with this with this manga. And so it's, it's students in like in robot form battling one-on-one okay. okay. but um again it's back it's back and it's cool Ooh. to see that it's back nice well bill you, you I, were... I don't know if you guys know we released the 360 bc version last week but it's japan oh really it's really japan oh, wow. so um those sort of fly under the radar we've done a, we've done a half dozen or so japan only releases uh for mm -hmm. xbox owners in, in in japan and virtual on was one we just we just put back in Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. That's awesome. Those games that's, are that's, that's, that's a wild moment because I want it. Yeah. No, that was, <laughs> that was I have to do what I have to do to get that. <laughs> yeah. There were there were many a nice loss to battling on the Dreamcast and Virtual On. So yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up soon. We got, we got, we got uh, I know Lord Bill has his, his bears to attend to. <laughs> uh, but during the, uh, what is it, the Glennon era. <laughs> but uh, Earthworm Jim, the quarterback. Oh. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But real quick, we got um two things we want to get into. One, we had the, uh, the new poll that we want to shape up. So it's a new poll this week. We're going to put this up on the uh, Iron Law Podcast Twitter very soon. It's going to be, okay, with developers like Square with Final Fantasy 15, Take-Two with NBA 2K, and Bethesda with Doom slash Wolfenstein 2, attempting to, re to be creative and porting these AAA titles over to the Switch. Does lower frame rate or resolution discourage you from buying these tiles? So that's going to be the question. The A the answer is going to be A. Yes, you don't want the Lord King Gimp experience. <laughs> or B, no, we want more portable AAA titles. So that's going to be the question. It's going to go up on our pay Twitter soon. Make sure you guys rock the vote. I want to give our Lord Attic a question he had for Lord Bill. Before Lord Attic, you had some, some questions for Lord Bill before we close out? I just had one quick question, Lord Bill. Since this is an Xbox podcast, what's your favorite Xbox game? Oh, it's like you asked me what my favorite child is. Depends on who's in the room. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a set of games, obviously. Uh, the original Halo will always have mm -hmm. a special place. I'll tell you a story mm -hmm. about it. Um, when Let's I was young, this, this is when I was still doing the telecom work. Um, we and I was in one of the buildings we had. There was also a partner lab, so we would come in and partners would build uh, technology showcases. Mm -hmm. And so we had a we had a fake living room, and one of the first things we did was we put an Xbox in it. And mm -hmm. then uh, me and a couple of my buddies, we, every day after work, we would go order pizza and we sit down. We play four screen co uh, four screen multiplayer on that console. And then eventually a couple other. And you gave everyone products. the work, right? What's that? <laughs> and you gave everyone the work, right? You won every game. <laughs> well, no, I, I, yeah, it was, it was an intense and fair competition. But uh, so we beat. So then eventually the office. So there was exchange was in the same building. 
couple of those guys walk by. They're like, hey, can we play? We're like, sure. So we set them up in a lab where they had it on a projector. And then mm. over time, like every night, different product groups started hearing about it, and they'd come play us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were we were holding court. We were beating everybody because we played all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, so one of my buddies who worked at MS.com, Microsoft.com, said, hey, I got some friends who want to play. We're like, great, bring them over. And we got destroyed. <laughs> it wasn't even one of those things. Like, we're riding high. We've beaten everybody for weeks. <laughs> And it turned out that they were the testers from Bungie. Uh, <laughs> so that game will always have a, a, a special place because there were many, many hours burned with some of my best friends. Uh, I also am, and I, this isn't corporate speak, like I love the Borderlands series. I was so mm, thrilled when they were one of our partners. Um, I feel bad with, with their with their latest uh, trials. I think that the fans have said that they want Borderlands games. And yeah. Did you, uh, whatever they decide to do in the future. Um, but there are so many, and you know, it just depends on. Overwatch is obviously one for me right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's it's like asking me what's your favorite movie or what's your favorite song. It just kind of depends I, on who I'm in. I man, I so so tough to choose. You had a question, another question, what I was Oh, I was just gonna ask you guys. Did you uh, you know, maybe not uh, Lord Bill might not know because he's he doesn't really follow the Destiny community. But uh, Gathalia, uh he tweeted. Um, I can't. I don't know if it was someone from. Uh, over there at Gear, but he tweeted someone was like, "How many retweets and tweet uh, and likes is it going to take me to get to get um Borderlands on the Nintendo Switch?" And the dude was like, "One million And he and he commented, "He's like, consider it done." I can't. Yeah, that's the, that's the goal. <laughs> it, it would be great in that space. I mean, Borderlands is such a fun cooperative game, so it's just like to to see it come back would be awesome. You know, just me personally. But uh, that's cool, man. But Lord Bell, we want to thank you, man, for really taking the time out of your schedule. We know you guys are busy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Thank we you. really appreciate you, man. It's always a pleasure talking to you every E3. And um, hopefully we, we, we see you at, at the next one again, man. So uh, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Much <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. It's, it's so cool to get to interact with people who use the stuff that you that you build. Um, mm-hmm. And you guys are the reasons we do it. Much appreciated, man. Thanks a lot. Cool. So uh, we're gonna also want to let the people know um where they can find you because um obviously you're gonna be doing some mixer stuff going on soon. So we want you to promote all that good stuff here on the IOP. So you got you got the mixer uh, page up and everything. Where, where can the people find you? So I, uh, the easiest way to find me is at my Twitter at WC Stillwell, mm-hmm. um, and then I put everything we do because sometimes I'm doing them on my account, sometimes I'm doing with corporate accounts because we're mm-hmm. Promoting something, so just if you follow that, I will put everything I do on that. Nice, nice. And are we allowed to, to talk about the gamer tag, or are we keeping that yes. under wraps? <laughs> no, you can talk about the gamer tag. It's now in promotional material, so uh, nice. I, can't, I can't avoid it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Wall of Bill, and it's spaces in between all of them. That's right. Say it with your chest, a great wall. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> My man, Bill, Bill, it's an absolute pleasure. So we're gonna close this thing out soon. Um, we'll get our outros popping. Lord Addict, you got stuff going on with the uh, Gaming Addict show? What's going on with you? Where can the find people find you? I'm trying to do stuff with Gaming Addict, but I'm telling you, like this Destiny, <laughs> that too damn Destiny, is too bad. <laughs> like, I even told myself I'm going to put out videos. Yeah, I put out a video yesterday. Ironically, it was Destiny 2 related, and I was like, I'm going to put it on out today, and I'm sitting here, like, before the podcast, I'm like, uh, but I can run some Crucible real quick. <laughs> I mean, it's an issue, uh, but up. I do want to uh, announce that I'm five five subscribers away from a thousand, so definitely Oh, yeah, please sub, to sub yeah. the Gaming Addict, please. Yeah, let's get them to a thousand, guys. So, uh, appreciate all that, all that support. Uh, I, w- I do want to thank Lord Bill for coming on again. It was definitely really appreciative. 
I know with, uh, you know, the statue that you have, you know, sometimes doing stuff like this can be a little iffy. And I appreciate you giving Absolutely. us that trust and let, and coming on here, especially Absolutely. live. Live is a big thing. Yeah. But uh, I definitely want to take the time to thank him again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lord Saul, where can the fine people find you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Lord Bill, for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, anytime we get to talk to, to people associated with the, you know, the platforms that we love, it's fantastic. So thanks again for coming by. Um, and the fine people could find me on PSN and Xbox Live at BX Sovereign. And will, you be, will, you, will, will you be online though? That's the question. Will you be online? <laughs> <laughs> depends, on, depends on what I'm doing, right? Oh my god, the selfish gamer. <laughs> the selfish gamer, living up to the moniker. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Cool, cool. And Lord, where can find people find you, sir? Oh, I'd like to say thank you for Lord Bill for coming through, and um. The fact that he was sharing his gaming experience, and I can go all the way yeah. back with you, brother, on all of that stuff was fantastic. Yeah, all that went straight over my head. <laughs> it, it, it really was That's why the young generation needed to be educated today. It really wasn't meant for you, young buck. Um, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Like I, I knew the moment that went. You know, I kind of gave it a little bit of a. Of, a, of an evaluation. I'm like, yeah, this is not ending anytime soon. Crucible, here I come. Now, see, what you, what you had to realize at that point in time was you were supposed to soak that in and say, man, I missed out. And you were supposed to go seek that out. You are supposed to get a backpack and go find yourself on arcade. You see what we do with the young generation, Love Bill? You see this, what we do? Right? This is like you used to have to walk uphill in the snow both ways <laughs> yeah. to play games. Yeah, that's exactly this guy. what it's like. Yeah, this it's guy like just that sentence there. You really think I wanted any part of that? Oh, <laughs> you got to do your history to see what the, you got to. The lazy youth. Anyway, <laughs> you can you can find me at uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, most importantly, you can find me at PlayStation um, Network at uh, Xbox 360 Lover 01. Oh All right. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> Good go. Crosswalk Cognito here. We're spreading that gaming realness on the ILP. Always telling you not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Thanks again, Lord Bell, for coming through. Dropping all those gems. Great stories. You know you are welcome back on the ILP anytime. Anytime to stop through and talk gaming with us, we really appreciate you taking time out that busy schedule. And I just want to do some real quick things to pay the bills. Make sure you guys um hit that like, subscribe to the ILP on all the Inner Circle Network media outlets, including YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and also that amazing TixieGN uh, Patreon. The link's in the description. All that support really helps the Lord. It is much appreciated. We've got more things cooking up for you guys. It's going to be fun. I know it's 1 o'clock. I see the chats like, football, football. I know. Get your fantasy lineups <laughs> together. We're going to get this thing out of here. But um, again, thanks a lot, Bill, for coming through. And we are going to end this show. Peace.